Hello, welcome Under the Kotatsu. I'm your host, Austin, joined as always by Danielle. Hey, nerds. And Danny. Hello. And this week we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Tyler? Hi, I'm Tyler. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I don't watch anime as much as these three, but I am a loyal listener, so that's worth something. That's Hell the only yeah. thing that matters. <laughs> okay, as a loyal listener, I think we, we need, you need to run down how well we did for each show, where we write about Bebop, in your opinion. Well, I must admit that um, you were right about the first half of the series, and because I was disillusioned with that first half of the series, I never finished it. So. <laughs> Honestly, the right choice. Yeah. All right. What about uh, ping pong? Amazing. Perfect. So good. All right. Um, shit. Uh, <laughs> Gundam. What about Gundam? It's going to pain you, but I, I didn't watch any of the Gundam. Yeah, I figured that was still the case. <laughs> it's fine. That's homework. Uh, what about uh, Madoka? Spot on um, and probably spot on about movie three, um, but I'll never know. Too shit. Too bad. <laughs> you're, you're better off not knowing. Bliss or ignorance is bliss. I almost said bliss is ignorance. Or at least... Not until movie four comes out, because then you can at least not be blue-balled for eight years. Movie four will come out, and we'll be like, wow, Ginorobuchi, you were so smart, you had it all right all along. <laughs> no one's ever I said hope, that. Well, I hope it's good, but that's not. it's not going to be that kind of good. Um, so this week, we did something special for our off episode. We watched the big three of Shonen, uh, which is One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, first three episodes of the big three. Um and it'll be a casual episode, so we'll just kind of talk general thoughts on each of those and compare and contrast. But before we talk about any of those, let's go around and see what everyone's drinking. Let's start with our esteemed guest, Tyler. What are you drinking at the table today? I am drinking a Berry LaCroix. Ooh. Fancy. I don't think we've had a LaCroix yet on the show. So no, I definitely had LaCroix before. Okay, never mind. I can't <laughs> I thought you've had a LaCroix before, Austin. Maybe. I haven't had a, a LaCroix in months, though, so maybe that says how long we've been going on this podcast, which is, wow. Um, all right, Daniel, what are you drinking? Is it La I, LaCroix? No, um, <laughs> I do have some uh, cherry lime LaCroix in the other room, but no, I have a black coffee from uh, where I got the coffee from my local roaster, so it's nice. pretty good. And then, uh, Danny, what are you drinking? I'm having a energy drink. Um, I, I just kind of needed a little pep in my step. I uh, got up late. I normally wake up you know, pretty early to go to work. So on my weekends, I like to sleep in. But as a result, my sleep schedule gets all wacky. And uh, I, I was kind of sleepy. I was like, hey, I'm going to have a, a nice energy drink to get me going. It's blue raspberry. What 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 kind of energy drink? Like a monster? or a... So I was trying to hide it because it's the most embarrassing one. Oh, um, please. The title, the name of it is just Bang. I'm oh, drink, yeah. Drinking a nice I think the, Bang blue raspberry. I think, I think the founder of that company is like a complete, like... Uh, asshole. Uh, oh, okay. And is, and is and is maybe um, I hate to say insane, but that's probably a good word for this dude from what I've seen. Ah. Um, Jeff Gersman on Giant Bomb went through a tirade or went through a phase one time where he learned everything about this, but that information has all left my mind at this point. But I remember <laughs> not a good guy. Yeah, can't confirm that. <laughs> I appreciate that the can says cock on it though. Just advertises coq, whatever. That oh, is. coq. Yeah. <laughs> it's cock co, co but um whatever the, uh, uh what sucks is given how shitty the creator is in the same way that like jimmy johns is like a fine sandwich the the create the creator or founder of jimmy johns is a piece of shit like big game hunter piece of shit um is the the bang energy drinks they are like very good like the like the flavors are very diverse and by god did they taste just like them granted they taste just like 
I don't know if, if you had like a snow cone and like melted it down, like the flavoring for like a snow cone. It's like, yeah, it tastes kind of like that. But like, I don't know. I like them, but maybe I won't have them if the founder or if, if someone who's a piece of shit is profiting off of it. So you'd say the rainbow unicorn one? There's always a piece of shit at the other end of the, the rainbow. So <laughs> literally just got snow cone syrup, caffeine pills and uh, <laughs> seltzer water. Make your, make your own. Bang, bang two. <laughs> just get pure caffeine, snort it, and sip yeah. some soda water. I say putting it into a drink. It's... I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's imagine well, I, just doing I guess, a line. I guess I am the only one drinking uh, any alcohol at the moment. Uh, I cracked open a beer second before got on the call. Uh, I drank some punch earlier. I made a, a rum punch, um, so I, I drank that. But Yeah, you got to counteract it with a bang. I see. Yeah, it's like four um, loco, but split. All right. Well, I think we should get into anime. It's anime time. Um, uh, Why don't uh, we have Danielle do a brief intro on what the big three are, why they're called that, I guess. Um, Well, so as far as I know, the big three is mostly a Western fandom term for um, what was at the time the three biggest series running in Shonen Jump, probably the most popular manga um, magazine. Uh, Don't quote me on that. But... um, yeah, they're all three big shonen series. Um, the important part is that they were running con- concurrently, and they would always like trade off the top three popularity spots within the magazine. Um, they had anime airing concurrently as well. And what are the series? They are um, in order of starting publication: One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. And they ended in reverse order of that. Yeah. Well, One Piece is still going. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure that I agree because I definitely have seen that Gurren Lagan and Code Gas G- Gauss <laughs> is part of the Big Three or something. <laughs> no, that was since the Big Three's uh, just a, a fandom term. Someone was like, "Oh, I wanted to make the uh, Big Three of Mecha anime without like really knowing." Anything about the big three other than being like, oh yeah, these are popular shows that are fairly similar. Can I read the tweet? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, the biggest three mecha series are Code Geass, Evangelion, and then Gurren Lagann, so they deserve the title Big Three. I think Gundam, however, is the equivalent of Dragon Ball in that it is not the most popular, but extremely influential and important to the ones that came after. That'd be like saying like, oh, well, dra- like Dragon Ball doesn't belong in our big three we're talking about today for similar reasons what it's like, but Dragon Ball started in like the 80s. Like it's not yeah. it's the same time period. Also, like I think someone already said it, but like also those other three shows are not contemporary. I, I assume that's bait. That's got to be bait, right? No one legitimately no, thought I, that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's not bait, honestly. Did you say one of them is not even a mecha anime, or or no? Some, something happened where like someone said one of them is not a mecha anime or something this, like that. This 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 tweet went a bit big on on anime Twitter, and so I saw at least two tweets I think of people either saying or arguing about whether Code Geass was actually a mecha anime or not. And it's like uh, people being like, "Well, the mecha elements are subdued, so it's not actually." It's like, just the have you up. watched a fucking mecha show? <laughs> it's not people in the robots one hundred percent of the time, y'all. Yeah. It's like even worse when people are like, well, Evangelion's not a mecha show because it's like serious and has themes and stuff. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It has themes, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like they don't say it that way, but that's what they're arguing. Maybe if someone told them that's what you're saying, they would think otherwise. Um, but yeah, so we watched uh, the first three episodes of the Bleach anime, the One Piece anime, and the Naruto anime. Um, 
the uh let's see the naruto anime started in 2002 the bleach anime started in 2004 and the one piece anime started in 1999 i think the one piece anime started the closest to um the publication of the first uh, issue of the, the manga our first chapter of the manga um which is interesting uh shall we go in alphabetical order seems the most impartial well, so let's Think. let's run through what was our watch order first, and then we can oh, go okay. to the actual. Do you want to start, Danny? Yeah, sure. So I watched um, One Piece, then Naruto, then Bleach. Not for any other Naruto and One Piece were going to be interchangeable for me, but I've actually never seen Bleach before, so I wanted to save that for last. Mm. All right, uh, Tyler, uh, how did you decide? Which order to watch i just watched them in alphabetical order which was kind of the reverse order of how excited i was to watch each one uh that feeling sort of changed as i watched them but <laughs> not that much <laughs> all right daniel i went the same order as danny but my reasoning was the uh the ones i least liked to the most liked as when i was younger so one peach naruto bleach i went in order of most excited to least excited i was i was pretty excited to watch all three of these because it's been a while since i've seen um these shows except for one piece but because I, I started rewatching one piece uh from the beginning last year uh but i love one piece so uh i went one piece naruto bleach and then i think like everybody else was like oh maybe i shouldn't have been excited for one of these as i was um so yeah uh well then I, I think we should go in alphabetical order it seems the most uh the, the most impartial um and uh perfect that there are three other people besides me on this podcast i'm gonna let each of you take a turn describing a show uh, uh, uh you could you could try to do it in five sentences like i did with the Monica movie last time but you know uh more is fine uh let's see danny describe bleach to me since <laughs> you you've never seen it before now <laughs> i would have given it to you danielle if danny hadn't have said that uh they hadn't watched it before so okay <laughs> this is fun <laughs> So, Ichigo is a high schooler who lives with his two sisters and his father, who likes to wrestle with him when he's late from school and also waking up. He can also see ghosts, um, as can his sisters, but to a lesser extent, his father apparently cannot at all, uh, to which he's very jealous. Ichigo uh, meets a soul reaper, who is surprised that uh, you know Ichigo can see her, because uh, uh, they're not supposed to be able to see my normal people. Her name is uh, Riko, something like that. Ruka? Rukia? Thank Rukia. You. Rukia. Yeah. Um, she is wounded in a fight with a hollow, which is like an, uh, a restless spirit who has turned kind of evil and wants to devour souls. So in like a final bit of desperation, she transfers her power to Ichigo, who takes all of her power instead of just some of her power. Um, as a result, Ichigo becomes the new soul reaper and uh, fights hollows uh, who want to consume spirits, including the spirit of uh the dead brother of one of his classmates uh inue that's her name um and that's basically it like he accepts the role of, or kind of accepts the role of soul reaper at the end of the third episode but like at the same time also he's not like really on board but he's kind of like oh you know like I, I can't stand by and let someone get hurt because of my inaction but yeah yeah that was good i think that was five sentences or less yeah roundabout i think i kind of lost track towards the end but i actually it was definitely it was either four or five um so you're good 
Yeah, that's that's pretty succinct. I was realizing while you were describing this, I don't think you could possibly guess where the show goes like 300 episodes from now. No. <laughs> I, I think like One Piece, you absolutely could for the most part because uh, that show is what it is from the get-go. Uh, and then I think same thing with Naruto, uh, especially after three episodes. I think Naruto sets up a pretty clear arc of like what that show is going to be like. But I was kind of surprised. The stuff I remember from Bleach is a lot of the stuff that comes later. So I was like surprised to remember these first couple of episodes and be like, oh yeah, the show is just, just like this out of the gate. Yeah, the show is very much like a superhero show for the first arc. And I sort of love the first arc, if I'm being honest. When you say the first arc, do you mean more than the first? It's episodes? like the first forty or so episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I agree. But these early episodes, I don't like as much as the later episodes in these uh, this early run of episodes. I think it it gets way better once they introduce more characters. Yeah, I think once it hits like Master Fisher, it becomes like a really solid show. Mm-hmm. I mean, shouts out to Rukia for being like one of the few interesting female shonen characters, like. Or get, get, that gets some kind of agency and power. Usually, you don't see She that. is in this arc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know things happen later with her, and I'm upset about that too, but... I think Bleach does a does a good job of introducing a strong female character and then forgetting about them <laughs> or pushing them to the side. That's very shonen. I correctly. Yeah. I did find a little Rukia fun fact on her wiki that I thought Danielle would like. Uh, this is verbatim from the page. Uh, Rukia likes everything rabbit-themed and becomes quite sensitive when someone insults her obsession with them. I mean, yeah, mood. <laughs> <laughs> also, not to mention, the fucking leak spin is in these episodes, you know, important yes. part of anime history. <laughs> yes. I had no idea that was from Bleach. I was shook. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I do love. I do love like that whole running gag of um, her, her name's like in Inoue, but I don't remember. Or Orihime. Orihime. Thank you. Um, how she's always like, oh, I you know, I think this bean sprout honey jam leek banana sandwich is going to be delicious or something something like that. Where it's like, what? Huh? And they don't really go into it. Like it's not like she's doing it for any certain reason or whatever. She just is like just oh. like a runny gag. She has bad yeah. taste of food. Let me just show you this picture that I love. Well, mm. don't they imply later that it's because she has like no family at home, so she makes her own food and she just has bad taste? Yeah, she like lives by herself. Right, but like just the fact that she has such bad taste. Oh my god, that's a loaf of bread. <laughs> that's good taste though. Shout out to Orihime and her full She's of living her lunch. best life. Oh god, what's the Wonder Bread thing? I don't want to get into no. it. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Orihime Wonder Bread, no. No. I've willed it into existence and I'm sorry. Um, but should Orihime and uh, other girl, name starts with a T. Oh, what is her name? Tatiana. Tatsumaki? That's, that sounds sure. Tatsumaki. That sounds like right. Should they kiss? The answer is yes. Yes, of course. Like oh yeah. Uh, Tatsumaki obviously lesbian pining for a straight girl. Just obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like she's like you know uh, or or a oh my god I'm gonna fuck it up. I just keep remembering her name on the subtitles. Is, is her first name is Inoue. Whatever. Um, Orihime. Like, Orihime. Thank you. Is like oh you know I'm I'm gonna win over Ichigo and uh, the other girl's just like what I I, I don't care. And it's like, yeah, because, yeah, I know. Because you, you want her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Um, I feel like it doesn't come up in these episodes as much. This is why I remember later stuff in the show so much. But the uh, the character designs, and more namely the fashion in these shows, is fucking off the charts. The it comes up in the OP. The drip is insane. Yes, the OP the is OP good. Oh, the OP is amazing. There's a, 
there's a couple of scenes where they're wearing streetwear, uh, like going out of the house and stuff, which is also good. But also, like the manga has a lot of really good, just like splash pages that are like the the main cast just like hanging out and like Jesus Christ, uh, Kubo can draw some some fashion. <laughs> um, I feel like the other thing I was surprised about watching these revisions episodes because it's been a long time since I've seen the first part of Bleach is um the uh look of this anime is not the way it looks in my mind and i think i realized i i pictured the manga for these earlier uh, arcs a lot more than i pictured the anime this is true for all three anime but this is like prime time for when anime was uh, uh shifting from cell animation to digipaint and uh, more computer driven animation techniques um and you feel it a lot in these shows i feel like i felt it the most in bleach in terms of like the aesthetic not fully working for me Uh, i mean the aesthetic works for me but it's just like some of the implementation of the computer stuff was like super clumsy like all three of these shows for whatever fucking reason had um just like oh we're just instead of doing effects we're just gonna like overlay a photoshop filter on all of these things because whatever yeah (laughs) and because of the compression it looked like shit (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that up. So I watched this on Netflix because, and the reason I did that, I also watched the English dub because I wanted to more or less give myself the as close to an experience as I would have had when I would have watched this when I was younger. Um, something where it's like, oh, you see it on TV, like on Toonami. Um, I didn't watch it on a small TV, but whatever. Um, and holy shit, does it look bad on Netflix? It's the way I described it is like every frame has gone through like a JPEG, like compressor kind of thing where like anytime it moves like there's like these like artifacts across the screen that are like like all around the like where the color barriers are there's like artifacts there the lines are all super fuzzy it's just like the worst experience (laughs) for all of these shows so all of these shows were uh would have been mastered at a low resolution as a lot of early digital uh produced anime were because they were you know mastering whatever resolution they needed for broadcast which at the time was not very high Mm -hmm. so it's not like with uh you know like an older gundam show a lot of the dvds are really low resolution but you can go back and pull like uh an old master or even get the negatives um and things like that to to make it a higher resolution this it's not possible to pump it up to a higher resolution without doing any sort of post-processing stuff which is something netflix is famously bad about for uh anime especially in terms of compression um especially on a show like this, it's already going to have a lot of visual artifacting and problems with it before you apply any compression, and then they just get worse. A lot of the weird lines and stuff you'll see around character outlines, that's like issues caused with interlacing because the video wasn't properly deinterlaced from the original source, which was likely interlaced because, again, it was made for like broadcast TV in the early 2000s when everything was interlaced. So, yeah, I think the show looked the worst out of all of them, and I watched like um, both for some episodes both a dvd copy and a blu-ray copy of it like even the blu-ray doesn't look that great but netflix is definitely like noticeably worse because of their their awful compression on top of everything else yeah i think i think naruto was the worst by my eye and what's funny is i don't normally care that much about like this kind of quality issues um oftentimes i'll see people complaining on twitter about like oh my god i can't believe they did like such and such thing that made this thing look a certain way or whatever and i don't really notice the difference um i i genuinely generally when i'm watching something i don't always clue into that so the fact that i am like oh my god this is really bad um it should say like how distractingly bad the uh the quality of the of the scans are 
I think yeah. the aesthetic of the show early on is kind of bland too. Like, mm-hmm. no offense to Rukia, but her character design is not particularly interesting. The Hollows look great though. The Hollows are great. Yeah, I wish the Soul Reapers' outfits weren't just like kimonos. Like, oh, just you wait. <laughs> yeah, they get oh. better. Well, oh, okay. well, they get more. They get more. Yeah. <laughs> This is better. what I was alluding to with the fashion. Uh, they get really good. Yeah, because I would love like um, wild Soul Reaper designs, but yeah, I feel like going back to these early episodes, it's almost like the show earns how over the top it gets at a certain point because of like how relatively tame it starts out in comparison. Um, yeah, I think the hollow stuff works the best. Um, also, just in terms of overall aesthetic, like whenever they're out during the daytime or they're in school, I hate the look of the show. Everything's like you know, like overly bright. Uh, and not in a, like a good or interesting way. Um, it looks but like when... fucking Oblivion with too much bloom. <laughs> yes, mm. uh, but then when they're like out at night in the streets, something about the like the low resolution uh, and some of the like digi paint production stuff actually works in favor of making it look a little bit more creepy. It's like how like playing Resident Evil on an original PlayStation One at a low resolution in a way is kind of creepy in its own way compared to playing it like at high resolution on a PlayStation Five or something like that. Well, and um, and they're in like the when they're in the soul realm or whatever like when when they're like fighting the uh the brother hollow like they have i think danielle kind of hit the nail on the head when it kind of looks like a a filter like around the sides there's like almost like a fog effect for everything to like show that they're in the spirit realm or whatever and that's like it does it is kind of silly that it is just like a, a photoshop filter but also like it does work with kind of like the it's dark there's low resolution there's the fog kind of vignetting everything so it's kind of like hazy it does kind of come together into a cohesive image versus the same thing in the during the day when it's like oh this is like if i had a silent hill 2 mod that made everything at during the daytime what (laughs) um I feel like it is probably for all these shows important to talk about the main character since that's like such a big part of a shonen show. So how do y'all feel about uh, Ichigo? I think he uh, looks way older than 15. Yes, he does. He said that. I was like, no, <laughs> you're an adult man in my mind. That's literally what I wrote. I said 15. That's a grown ass man. It's like Disney Channel 15 when they're like in the movies. It's like, oh, yeah. Or like high school movie 15 year olds. Or it's like, oh, that 15 year old has a five o'clock shadow. Okay. I remember liking Ichigo from watching Bleach earlier, but, like, I don't feel like he does anything super special in the first three episodes, other than just being, like, generally, like, like a sort of reluctant hero type, so, like, I guess I'll go save these people, blah, blah. He kind of sprints through the hero's journey, where it's, like, the refusal of the call, the, you know, so on and so forth, like, he kind of does a breakneck journey through that. Um, I would say, you know, and again, I don't know how much of this is things that came after Bleach versus things that came before, but it does feel very cliche and tropey or very kind of standard, but at the same time, like, you don't always need to have a main character who's, like, this transgressive, like, you know, whatever. Like, sometimes it's fine to have a main character who's kind of bland. I don't know. And again, maybe it gets more wild as we go on. Important question. Yeah, each... Is he a Mary oh, Sue? No. Mm. A Gary no, Especially Sue, like like later on. He he as I was about to say to Danny, he definitely does go through some shit. Um I don't know if I would maybe in these early episodes. I don't know. I guess in this early episode like, how they're like I don't like that term. How they're like, Oh my god, he's so No, powerful. I was mostly using it winkingly. <laughs> <laughs> um I think in terms of like I said, he definitely like gets becomes more of a complicated character as the show goes on but i think like the appeal for a lot of shonen shows and this is like part of why it's like totally fine if people don't like a show like one piece or naruto or bleach or whatever is but the appeal is kind of like how broad stroke 
the characters are like you kind of want a bit more of that like you know kind of broad category of character like i like ichigo as kind of like the not fully delinquent but has that kind of energy you know he's very rash like he's very quick to act at the end of episode one when he just charges out like i like those kinds of broad qualities in characters in these kinds of shows um and usually that's like what i'm looking for so i love ichigo as a character um definitely thinking a lot towards like you know the later arcs in the show but even in these earlier episodes i'm like man it's nice to see ichigo again um and that's always the fun part about returning to a shonen show is like it feels like oh you're checking in with these people again um, well, which i like i really like the the kind of qualms he has about um an episode i think it was episode three either end of episode two or, or just episode three when they're fighting the the brother hollow and so he he had like hit hit the hollow kind of on the head and like broken off the bone mask and saw the brother brother underneath and um you know he's told like hey uh like the hollows used to be people either they're pe- they're people's souls who stuck around too long and became hollow or their souls got consumed and they became hollow but like they're still people and he kind of has to like, grapple with that fact because at that point he thinks that he's when you kill a hollow you're sending them to hell um especially because earlier um there's that soul that's been hanging out in his room like the salary man's soul and he's like, I don't want to get sent to hell. And they're like, no, you're, you know, we're sending you to the Soul Society. It's going to be fine. So I guess he kind of has that image of like, oh, no, if we kill them, they're going to get sent to hell. And then they kind of have a little out on that in episode three where it's like, oh, no, don't worry. Even if you kill a hollow, they're still going to get sent to the Soul Society, um, which I felt was a little bit of a cop out. I wish there was a little more kind of conflict with that. But at the same time, I do get it's like a, a shonen. Like they're not supposed to not always kind of trying to make the audience grasp with uh the concept of sending someone to hell forever for damnation kind of thing yeah well not to spoil too much but i think what that is setting up is the show becomes very interested in like what the soul society actually is and how it functions and you know i think it kind of gets out of i I think what if i'm remembering the show well enough to me that's almost like trying to get you out of the dichotomy of heaven and hell to kind of set up what the soul society might actually be like before they eventually show you Mm -hmm. what that's like um, so I, I like that stuff kind of in hindsight, but I, I agree those are interesting themes to work with. It's just not what um, I don't think the show is ultimately mm-hmm. working in. Um, I will say this about all three of these shows. So I'll start with Bleach. Uh, soundtrack is fucking great, like oh, really yeah. fucking good. Um, some, so I mean, I guess like there's there's in these early episodes there's some more like tracks for the comedic moments that are like they're fine, whatever they're serviceable. But the stuff that plays during all the hollow stuff is just incredible, and I'd forgotten that stuff until I heard it again. I'm like, oh yeah. The, fucking show holy shit and and really unique in their own ways like i don't remember bleaches as much um but one piece had this very big kind of orchestral like sweeping music like you're out on the high seas like blah 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 naruto had very kind of traditional japanese like you know chanting and like japanese instrumentation and again i don't remember much about bleach but like they're they're all kind of unique in their own ways um and they're also separately very very good (laughs) Yeah, I think I think you got to hit it really well. Like they all fit the aesthetic and tone of the show really well. The stuff that stands out to me about Bleach is a lot of the guitar stuff that's happening in the the hollow tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of distortion and effects and stuff going on on the guitar sounds. It's less like melodic and more kind of like about the 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 timbre of the the guitar, which I like a whole lot. Like I wasn't in love with every single song in these episodes, but each show had at least a few songs where I was like, yeah, this is some good shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like a few of the more boring tracks made me think of like um, 
royalty-free music almost. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the stuff that plays during the the com- more comedic scenes uh, and lighthearted scenes is like fine and serviceable. But I think the show gets out of that mode quickly enough that that's not the bulk of the overall soundtrack for like this first kind of season of episodes. And shout out to uh, the character Chad. <laughs> Yeah. Not much else to say about him other than, like, he's, like, this big, bulky, imposing figure, and they're like, oh, hey, Chad, and it's like, hell yeah, his name is Chad, fuck yeah. I don't think we see it, but of course he's, like, a, you know, very lovable and kind-hearted and not, like, you know, like, the the Chad in the the meme Chad sense, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Very much yeah. the I will die to protect the five year old. Mm-hmm. Gets a sick yeah, ass think, arm later. I think if we watched only like a few more episodes of Bleach, we would get Chad's uh, big like intro. I episode. think the next episode, like on the preview, it had oh. Chad kind of uh, featured in it. Though yeah. I, I uh, speaking of the previews, fuck, do I love the previews of this show? Um, how it's never like you know talking about what's happening next. Like so for episode three's preview for the next episode, it's um, Orihime like thanking her brother like thank you for watching me from the spirit world i'll always remember you and then she goes like wait a minute or like we ran out of time again for the preview <laughs> it's like okay like that's cute okay i just i hated the first next time on because i hate cone the car- or con yeah. so fucking much like pervert mascot characters can all go die in a fucking fire <laughs> Hate, yeah. hate, 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 hate. Give me cube. I do like the gag of like, oh, you're not even in the show yet. Um, but yeah, no, not a not a great character. Because um, did did Bleach steal the or did Arrested Development steal their end of episode preview gag from Bleach? Oh God. <laughs> just, uh, does does uh Michael Horowitz need to or Mitchell Horowitz need to uh give Tite Kubo some money? Uh, yes. or I guess probably not Tite Kubo, but you know, uh, yeah, no, those those are great. Um episode previews i mean lucille bluth and rookie are basically the same character <laughs> damn makes you think rest, rest in power uh judy greer the judy, judy greer is not dead <laughs> no 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 no. who someone from rest development jessica died, walter right? jessica walter sorry yeah sorry that character greer, sorry rest was... in peace danny's gonna murder you later <laughs> we'll just uh cut that clip out and then you know however many years from now when it's relevant it's like, <laughs> just it's slip it back whatever in. episode yeah <laughs> um Anybody else got anything before I point out the one thing I thought was funny? Or not the one thing, but something I thought was stupid and funny. Two quick things. I thought Ichigo's dad was really hot. Yes. Um, mm. Second, and this is probably more of a discussion thing, I didn't think the physical comedy worked very well. I, I didn't find it funny. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're always fighting the father and Ichigo. I thought that was kind of, awkward, like, cringe, you know, for lack of a better, or, like, awkward. Like, it just, yeah, it just kind of fell flat, where it's like, if they had done it for the first scene and that was it, I'd be okay with it. But, like... The fact that they kept kind of bringing it up and it kept going on and kept happening. I was like, okay, like, whatever. Some stuff is good, like the Orihime leak. A lot of the stuff with Orihime I think is fun. Um, I I really like uh, Rukia and Ichigo playing off of each other. Yeah. That's something that continues to be good throughout the show. Um, when he finds her in his closet and she's wearing his sister's pajamas, that was great. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing his pajamas, and then when you see her in her pajamas, she also asked about her like sundress, and then you realize like, oh, that's what Rukia was wearing to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. I that yeah, great joke. Um, but yeah, the stuff with his father didn't play super well for me. The thing that's so I I didn't read. Um, I wanted to read the manga for some of these shows, at least like the first couple chapters for when we talked about it. I did read or skim through the first few chapters of Bleach. And it's funny how like, I guess this is just like the timing of manga versus the timing of anime, but it's funny how little time those like gags take up. And you could have like definitely like shifted the direction of the show in the opposite direction where instead of kind of 
giving more time to the gags you kind of compress them a bit and make it more about the hollow stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know if that's a dis- like what they ultimately did is a decision i love but it's definitely a choice did um oh is ichigo's mom dead yeah yes. okay because in the i think in the subtitles it said like memorial poster like oh you should take down the memorial poster then and then but in the english dub she just said poster she didn't say memorial poster and Hmm. either way i thought it was a very fucking weird like it's just like so out of place where it's like wait that's like not a normal like so japanese households they might have like a picture of their loved one you see that with um or brother like they have a little picture of the their loved one there um they don't have a giant fucking poster. The the dad is just the big wife guy and is grieving a little bit weirdly. <laughs> yeah, he's a dead wife. Yeah, I thought uh, that bit of humor actually kind of worked well. A, a new guy just dropped. <laughs> it's dead wife guy. <laughs> yes. No. You're acting like that's a new type of guy. It's not. Anime dead wife guy. Anime. Still probably not a new new type of guy. Dead waifu. <laughs> the last note I have, the end of episode three, um, which I guess now that I think about it, I have a funny story to go along with this, but I thought it was very funny that uh, Orihime does the thing where she like blocks her brother's attack and like he kind of like bites her shoulder and then they have like a heart to heart before he's like, no, you have to kill me kind of thing. Um, and uh, he like bites right on her tit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like right on in there. I thought it was like, I mean, like I've, I feel like that's a horny decision on whoever drew that uh, storyboard, but I was like, <laughs> weird weird attention to detail there i guess uh but the other thing i remember is not quite as funny as the person who like drew bathing suits on their um <laughs> what was it uh uh i forget what what manga there's that that tweet that like someone drew bathing suits on like the etchy scenes in some manga so that their mom wouldn't either wouldn't like take oh. the manga away from them or think they were a lesbian because it was like naked women um uh, which is very funny uh i remember not like that my mom or dad would stop me from buying bleach but i always remember being very embarrassed like every other volume of bleach like buying every other volume of bleach because every other volume of bleach there's some anime lady with big tits on it <laughs> it's just like i swear i'm reading it for the for the swords and the dudes that's what i'm here for i don't care about the big tits i swear yeah there's that one volume cover over Hime, and she's like got her like feet out and like her boobs are just gigantic and it's just like the cover yes. of like the third or fourth like, volume the covers have have them drawn with bigger tits than they have inside of the actual volume it's uh yeah. i mean her tits were pretty big in the anime but yes I yes mean, i'm not saying no they're thoughts, not big, big tits, but that's that's how I well there's be, and there's honestly. a scene where her brother as a hollow is like grabbing her and the way his hand is kind of like split like the way his fingers kind of lie it's like one of his fingers is like under the tit and the other fingers like above the tit it's like perfect like tit window it, it's very odd the the, the yep. tit play that goes into this <laughs> show i feel like there there are very few female characters in the show that don't have uh big honkers um but <laughs> i will say that's totally fine because also every like guy in this show uh in the series is incredibly attractive so <laughs> it's fine it all balances out I don't, I don't know if you are uh, Mr. Kubo, Kubo San, but um, uh, <laughs> you you must be a bisexual. Why you draw draw them all like that? <laughs> I will say, like in Burn the Witch, the female character designs are not nearly as horny for the main characters in that. At least from what I remember, I might be completely wrong. I don't think so. That's also a show where all the everybody in that show is incredibly hot. Or that that manga. I, I watched the, the anime. I didn't watch the or read the, the manga yet but i've only read the one try i haven't watched that speaking of uh female characters in this uh and i might have to edit in a round of applause 
but a shout out for his sisters not being his mom. I thought one of them, because like the one sister <coughs> is like, you know, like, oh, like, come eat dinner. Like, I'm the motherly figure. I thought they were going to pull some stupid fucking bullshit about how that clearly little girl <laughs> is like actually a 40 year old woman. Shout out to to the creators for not doing that. Like that. I was so on edge. I was like, no, don't do this. Don't. Do- oh, OK, thank God. It's my it's the sister who literally literally that fo- that photo <laughs> is what i was thinking for of. context i sent the uh marasume kun revenge uh mom to danny to inflict psychic damage <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes, wow anyway 42 i could have gone my whole life without seeing this <laughs> yeah um okay. there's another show i watched where and i don't remember which one and that's like that's the a, a gag that it might be oh no i think it's um toradora i think does that where it's like oh your mom looks so young and it's like clearly a child so so the question i had was and again we might save this for later um is would you if you did not know anything else about the series would you continue watching bleach oh we should save that, save that. i was gonna okay. do that at the okay. i was gonna do that at the end for each, perfect. each show perfect okay Cool. Just kidding, audience. You'll have to wait to hear that answer. Because I definitely had some like broad scale, like, well, I know what I'm doing for the next 12 years of my life. Um, <laughs> moments. Watching One Piece. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I, I also had some thoughts about, like, this is, you can cut this off, but I also had some thoughts about, like, um, uh, while I was on retreat, I was worried, like, well, what if I'm the only one that's, like, up late at night? Like, I'm, I'm a night owl. Is everyone else going to turn in early? I'm, I'm probably just going to read a bunch of One Piece on my phone. And then everybody was a night owl, and I got no sleep and read no manga. Um, Damn, all right. that sucks. Um, so no more Bleach. I don't think I got anything else on Bleach. Bleach was good. Bleach was, Bleach was solid. Definitely not the worst of these three. Who I really am. I never felt this empty before. And if I ever need someone, I'd come along. Who's gonna comfort me and keep me strong? Um, so in alphabetical order, let's move on to Naruto. Uh, let's have Danielle describe Naruto for us. Alright, so Naruto Uzumaki is a young ninja in training living in a village full of ninjas. He's ostracized because he contains the soul of a rampaging demon that was uh, killed by the village's leader um, around his birth. So, the first three episodes are basically him getting past the first ninja rank, uh, getting into shenanigans, and getting into his uh, first little ninja group. Succinct, I like it. Yeah, that was like, I think two sentences. Made a compound one there. (laughs) Um, I guess if you just added a semicolon to every sentence, it's all one sentence. That's true. Uh, I think on Just King Things, Camera will literally say semicolon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, okay. So Um, fuck this show. (laughs) Yeah, fuck the beginning of this show. I feel like we stopped right when it like is like what everybody remembers about the beginning episodes of Naruto, which is Sasuke, Naruto, and uh, Sakura getting put with Kakashi and then that initial like uh, training part and then them going to the village hidden in the mist. Like that's what people remember. That stuff is all great. I did not remember that episode two is just one of the worst episodes of the show and I don't know why it's the second episode. Why they could It is just... a personal hate crime against me. It's... 
It feels like <laughs> filler, and it's the second episode. Yes. I pulled out the first volume because I was like, I didn't remember that part either. And it, that is how it goes. That's like that's yeah. the oh second God. story arc in the I did, in I did the, comic, the same thing. Or the manga. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> why he did that. I, do, I could only speculate that he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> very horny. <laughs> it just wasn't hot, though. Like, it just made me really uncomfortable. Uh, no. Yeah. I definitely don't remember watching the show as a, as a kid and being like, ooh, sexy ladies. I remembered, like, being kind of embarrassed in a way that's like, I think I'm supposed to find this, like, titillating, but don't. Um, I just always wanted to see Kakashi. Kakashi's the titillating part of Naruto, and I didn't also didn't realize he's, like, barely in these episodes, which is a shame. <laughs> so I was like, man, we cut off right before it gets good because Kakashi, like, saves whatever the fuck is happening in these first three episodes. There's only one sexy Yeah, like, juice. everything with Zabuza is pretty fucking cool. Oh, but... yeah. What a great name. God, this... Zabuza. Well, kind of like Bleach, the show, I think, gets really good once it starts to introduce a lot of characters. I think the most fulfilling part about getting towards the end of Shippuden is having followed so many characters for so long and kind of seeing so much play out and get played off, uh or get paid off uh, by the end. Um, I think that's definitely the strength of the show is like the ensemble nature of it. Um, but it's missing. Like that. That's why the second episode's so bad. There's really only two characters in it. Um, and why episode three is at least a little bit better, even if the subject matter isn't great, because at least it's got more characters playing off of each other. I do think the first the episode problem, is like, good. I, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was gonna say like the whole, like you only have like the one character was a problem with like all of these shows at the beginning pretty much, because like we don't have the, you know, all like the main group together yet. So it's they sort of suck because we have less of the characters playing off of each other. Like we get a little bit of uh, Luffy and Zoro in One Piece. We do <laughs> get a little bit in Haruto at episode three, and we get Rukia and Ichigo and Bleach. But it's like just just get to the group stuff already because that's just so much more interesting. But I do think like Luffy, Luffy especially, but like Ichigo and Ruka to an extent are are interesting enough, and they play off each other enough. Like there's a solid foundation where it's like like I I'm sure I, again I haven't seen Bleach but I'm sure it does get more and more interesting once the once the band gets together but like there's that like nice foundation and same with um uh One Piece it's like oh you have Luffy playing off of uh Kobe and then eventually Zoro it's like there's that kind of like playing around with like the dynamic and blah 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 but then Naruto yeah it's just like Naruto has an interesting dynamic with um. His teacher, whose name I forget. Um, oh, what's his name? I wrote it down. Izuka. Uh, Izuka, yeah. Um, and they kind of feel like interesting, like so- setting up interesting things about how, like he, um, you know, has mis- been mistreated despite the Hokage banning mistreatment of him. Um, it's kind of interesting. I again, so my greatest amount of experience with Naruto is playing the fighting games. I didn't, I haven't watched all of it. I watched a few episodes of Shippuden, mostly when Austin was uh, watching it, but. Um, um, I thought Naruto knew his parents. I didn't realize that, like, when um, the fourth Hokage, Naruto's dad, gets, like, reincarnated. It's, like, the first time he ever saw him or something. Um, I, I also forgot this. <laughs> I forgot that, like... He just, like, lives alone I was somewhere. like, uh, the moment I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Naruto? That's your dad. Like, come on. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't know that. They're keeping that a secret from you for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but I, I also had forgotten that. Um, yeah, I think... I think sh- Shippuden does a lot to save the show. I mean, I, I liked original Naruto, um, but a lot of the interesting stuff happens in Shippuden, like him finding out his father and 
that stuff and again more and more characters yeah i think the manga of this one's really good and it's probably the one i read most uh as a teenager i think i got pretty much to the end of it but i, I pretty much skipped all of naruto and went straight to shippuden because i just thought it was so much better mm-hmm. i kind of want to re uh watch the zabuza uh, arc um if only because of haku who i think is like, mm-hmm. the more interesting character um and especially because i want to see the scene where naruto realizes that haku is is like male like they say, like he or something like that, and I, because I feel like Naruto's response is like, "You're a boy," like that kind of, like it's mm-hmm. treated kind of like a farce. I don't remember that's true or not, and I want to see if it is. So should we get to the gender politics of early Naruto now? Not great. Oh, please. Uh, yeah, you gotta be more slender. You gotta be more have all the curves in the right places. Okay, I did not do this for episode three, I don't think, but for the first two, I wrote down time to sexy jutsu. Um, in the first episode, <laughs> it's about three minutes, and in episode two, it's under three minutes, like like two minutes, 50-something seconds. Um, so the show wastes no time in going there. And then episode two is just all about it. It's so bizarre that spoilers, if you have actual Honest God spoilers for Shippuden, um, that the final second-to-last battle... Um, is is one in part because of reverse harem jutsu yeah that's fucking wild to me <laughs> that's because sakura fucking rules so she's just she's just playing the boys tricks against the God. stupid, stupid sakura deserves I, so much better than she gets this entire series yes yes and, and I, hinata i think i haven't watched or read boruto but i think she also deserves better in that show as well from what i understand. well none of us deserve boruto because it's terrible but you know <laughs> <laughs> she she should not like like uh naruto ending up with uh hinata cool i can see that especially setting up already the fact that yeah that dis- stuff is cute in these she's got that nervous crush mm-hmm. on him i mm-hmm. really like that yeah but just dis- but despite all the horrible things sasuke does uh later on in the series the fact that sakura is still like but he's still a good person at heart it's like um... okay but we l- we love a bad boy <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> Yeah, I guess, but like I think he goes straight into, into evil though. Like he, he kind of crosses bad a that's few times. Fine. He breaks bad, that's if you fine. will. He comes around in the end, evil and then it becomes like oh, hotter anyways. Like that's just yes. how it works. <laughs> evil characters and characters with with stinky eyes uh, are <laughs> always the hotter ones in this show. I think it's the, I think the the biggest thing is the fact that even after Sasuke like comes around and helps Naruto beat is it Kaguya with the character's name? Like oh the, no, for, uh, well, I mean Kaguya is involved, but it's um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Obi- it's been so Obito? long since I've thought about. Yes, maybe. Whoever the final big bad boss is, like Sasuke ends up helping Naruto, and then he just turns around, and is like, "Nah, I'm still like a little oh, it's Madara, evil, right?" Hmm? Madara Uzumaki, that's the main bad guy. Oh, Madara, end. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because he was Toby, and yes. then yeah. turned out he's an Uzumaki. They're all the fucking same. But like the fact that Sasuke turns around, so like it's like, oh, we still have to fight at the waterfall, Naruto. Why? Because destiny or something? Um, it's like no, like that. I mean, mm, like we stand a bad boy, but like the fact that mm. Sakura's then like, all right, yeah, let's still fuck him. It's like okay, she's she's I I think she's great in these episodes. I love her personality. Mm-hmm. I love all the uh, like the black and white. Oh, I love the cutaways yeah. of her her inner feelings. That's all really good. I also think, um, I think, did I write down her uh, voice actor? Um, I didn't write her voice actor's name, but uh, she is great for um, pre-Shippuden. I actually think it's the same after Shippuden, but her her voice actor is great in these episodes. Yeah, shout out to um, who's the, um, 
Konohamaru. Ebisu? Ebisu, yeah. Master Ebisu, yeah. who is, uh, I think, Pegasus. I, I did not look it up. I still haven't looked it up. But I'm 90% sure that it's Pegasus' voice actor in the English dub. Um, and I think we're just gonna assume it's Pegasus. We we all want to believe. And it. I think it's either Naruto or it might be Luffy's voice actor. I think it's Luffy's. I I looked it up. Is also Ash Ketchum. Yes. Yeah. Colleen uh Clinkenbeard. Yeah. So that was a that was a treat watching the English dub for I guess for One Piece. Um, where it's like oh hey like, you know. Oh wait, hold on. Is it uh, maybe both? I fucking don't know. Um, no. No. It is not oh. Ash Ketchum. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. But no, the the I do remember looking this up. Um, Monkey D. Luffy, voice actor. Are you thinking of the? Or maybe you were talking about it. And I missed missed the lot. Is it the 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 Japanese? No, it's a, voice actor for Luffy. English. Oh. Um. No. Yeah. Uh. For the Funimation English dubs, it's Colin Clinkenbeard. For the f- right, but I don't think for the four I don't think kids... Colin Clinkenbeard is is Ash. Oh, okay. So for and then for four kids, it's Erica Schroeder. Who is Ash Ketchum? Yeah, then? we don't we don't talk we don't talk about four kids One Piece stuff. So that's something that's interesting. Yeah. Is I thought the um the pirate rap was like okay. All... We'll we'll get there. I have I have things to say about the the. the <laughs> oh yeah yeah sorry that's a whole different show that we're talking. About. We got we got sidetracked. So Naruto. Um, Oh, I had something, and then we lost it. Okay, well, do, do we want to talk about episode two and the sexy jutsu stuff and the Konohamaru and all of that? We don't have Danielle, to. Danielle, I feel it like you fucking, were... It fucking sucks so goddamn hard to see this shit. Like, the most fucking... Some of the most fucking cishet shit I've ever seen, and it makes me want to die a little bit. <laughs> the bathroom gag was particularly bad. Oh, God, yeah. Step out of the girls' locker room. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, cool, cool to see those types of fucking... Um, attitudes you know that could literally get people like me killed very cool very cool yeah no it's it's entirely fucked and and for no like i think the only thing that happens in that episode is at the very very end uh kanahamaru goes you're not my teacher you're my rival you could have cut out minute one to 25 of the episode and just had that one line and that would be this this, the lasting impact of that episode (laughs) like the, the only gag that works in this entire episode is Naruto not knowing what chakra is and making yes. up shit. Yes, I, I really... That gag works. I mm-hmm. And I, I wish they had committed to it. I wish that for the rest of the series, anytime you uh, Konohamaru said uh, chakra, that they actually said, like, chatra or whatever. Like, I wish that was a continuing gag, but they stopped it. And I was like, damn it. Like, keep it going. I wanted that to be his defining trait. <laughs> I want to say it might come back in another episode with Konohamaru. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe maybe not. There's too many episodes of One Piece. Oh, Naruto. Um, yeah, One Piece and Naruto, this... I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Did I say One Piece. Yeah, you, you did. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched the sub for this one. Subs for this one, which I'd always watched the dubs growing up, and I was interested that they called it um the village hidden in the leaves, where because I always always heard it referred to as like Hidden Leaf Village, and mm-hmm. I like Village Hidden in the Leaves a lot more. Like that's a really cool name. Mm-hmm. They say that in the dub as well, uh, for, like, oh, for the Funimation dub. For the four kids dub, I believe it was Hidden Leaf Village. Um, well, I think even in the manga it was Hidden Leaf Village. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I th- I've written forever. I, I, th- I think the subs might be interchangeable on that. And it might be a case of like the Japanese might be slightly different in the in certain times when they say it. Mm. I don't well, know though. Well, I'm wrong because I'm looking at the back of the first volume right now and it literally says Village Hidden in the Leaves. So mm. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought it was Hidden Leaf Village, and so I liked that it wasn't called that. Yeah, so episode two is garbage, for all the reasons we said. It's just a lot of, like, 
you know gross shit about you know women's bodies and you know societal expectations for gender and and stuff like that all wrapped around what's just ultimately not like a very interesting or or funny episode and that's that's Um, the worst part the fact if if someone turned a blind eye to that which you shouldn't but if someone was like i'm totally okay with that sentimentality at the end of the day you're still left with this boring fucking episode where where nothing happens and it's just a bunch of like one-off gags that just go nowhere like it's so dumb like it's a bad episode regardless of Mm -hmm. how shitty its views are well, you could literally cut it out, and I think I don't think it would impact anything significantly in the series. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, the fact that in our first three episodes, we have a third of them are filler kind of sets up how Shippeded ended up towards the end there. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, the one, I guess maybe one and a half things, that's the other thing is kind of done in every single episode of Naruto, but <laughs> the two things this episode does, uh, because I think part of this wasn't, in the first episode as much is like making it really clear like naruto wants to be okage that's that's where the show is going you have to watch a thousand episodes to get there but that's where the show is going um I, and kind of using konohamaru's similar desire to kind of you know show how serious he is i also really like the ending of this episode despite all the sexy jutsu nonsense i like that initial or that ending of like it really paves the way forward for what naruto or who naruto is as a character going forward that he's like you know like he you know the whole believe it thing i guess but he believes in himself a whole lot but he also believes in other people um you know he isn't dismissive of the fact that konohamaru wants to become his rival he's like welcoming of it and like that in a way like informs his relationship with a lot of characters and also some of the conflicts he has with other characters like sasuke um i think that is good i just think the way they built the episode up to that is just uh, abhorrent so like do better oda um and and also like i agree like you can do that at any time, really, or you could do that with the like, you know, the, the trio of with Sasuke and Naruto. It would have been better if episode three was just episode two instead. Mm-hmm. And just um, for for clarity, for my sake, uh, so Naruto says, "I want to be the next Hokage." He fails in that goal, right? He's like the seventh yeah, Hokage, yes. or something. He is he is the seventh Hokage. Okay, and they're on number well, five. I will not spoil who is. They're on four, or well, they're they've been four. At the start of the show, four is dead, and the third Hokage has to like resume. Okay, I was confused by that. How they were like, oh, like you know, the fourth Hokage gave his life, and then they call Konohamaru the grandson of the third Hokage, and I was like, wait, who's the like? Where's the third Hokage? Where's number five? But I get that makes sense. Three is back. Okay, yeah, the fifth Hokage is so fucking cool. Like one of my favorite like anime characters. Well, so is the sixth Hokage, but you don't you don't see a lot of the sixth Hokage as the sixth. That's super brief. It sucks that that was so brief. Yeah um and then uh, well we we skipped over episode one a bit and i think we all seem to agree episode one was probably the best of these three um i think it's a strong opening i remember mm-hmm. seeing this first episode like toonami really hyped up that they were gonna get naruto and then like i remember kind of being really hooked from the first episode and was probably able to power through the next couple of episodes uh off the strength of the first one um but like i think it sets up naruto really well in a similar way that i, I like that ending um and it's like all about Naruto um, in a way that it's fine that the first episode's like that. And then you should introduce Sasuke and Sakura sooner after that. But I uh, like his, um, oh, we just says, said his name. Who's his like mentor character? Is- Izuka. 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 Not Izuka. I really like him Izuka. and, yes. Izuka. He's not, he's not um, Izuka anime. No. Um, but Izuka and, and Naruto's relationship is, is really good in that. I, all the setup for like, you know, Naruto is like this outcast and some of the reasoning behind it. Uh, we kind of alluded to it before but there, there's more to it than that but 
Um, they also, and Naruto is a show that goes on for so long and pads itself out for so much that some of this stuff gets robbed of its meaning from overuse. But the shot of the swing, which will sometimes be shown with Naruto at it and sometimes not, is like a reoccurring image throughout both Naruto and Naruto Shippuden that works really well when they employ it effectively. And so these first couple episodes do a good job of reinforcing that shot so that way they can use it at later times. But again, like I said, this show pads itself out so much that it will just use flashback scenes and you'll see that swing set a whole lot mm. <laughs> throughout the show. Uh, but that stuff is really subtle and good. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's just a really solid first episode in terms of like getting you into the world, getting you to understand the main character, and then you can kind of world build and introduce other characters from there. I honestly think... <laughs> Yeah, I think that I, uh, watching the second episode actually, uh, negatively impacted my view of the first. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So, the, the main, the villain of the first episode, Mitsuki? Mits- oh, um, Mitsuo? Mitsuo. Um, is, is incredibly <laughs> slimy. Uh, big, big butthole. And he, um, you know, tells Naruto, like, hey, take the salt, the scroll of sealing, like, if you get if you learn from it you'll actually pass graduation like that's the secret way of passing and it really establishes like Izuka and Naruto's relationship how Izuka knows that deep down Naruto is a good kid the fact that when like he he rolls up on Naruto after he's learned the shadow clone jutsu um he says like oh yeah like you know that guy told me that if I do this, I can pass the graduation and I'll, and I'll become a real ninja. And Izuka doesn't go like, oh, come on, stop telling lies, you you sussy baka. Like, he's not dismissive of Naruto. He's immediately like, oh, no, like, there's something else going on here, which I really appreciate. Like, the fa- like it kind of goes to how he really sees Naruto for who he is, a kid who's acting out because he has no structure in his life and he's, you know, mistreated by the whole village. It is uh, Mizuki. Mizuki, okay looked it up um yeah i agree it's also like a really good first like small villain in terms of like you know the scope of that plot but also like you know i think sets up like a lot of lot of other villains and and themes throughout especially early naruto of like you know you know you can't always trust the adults in your life and the adults in your life will often try to use you even if you think well of them overall and things like that so it's um like a really solid plot you know it's not like a Super interesting episode or whatever, but it really, like, as a first episode, gets you in there really well, I think. Do they ever really examine the fact that they're using child soldiers in this show? Like, well, they don't... Eh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, more like child police. Sure, yeah. Well, that's something I, I thought about, because um, I, I I don't know. They might clearly show this later on. I, again, I, I've not really experienced much of Naruto. It, like people, There are people who are not ninjas, right? Like, there are people who are just hanging out. Like, you know, they go to a ramen shop. Like, there are people who just own shops, right? Like, this is not a ninja-based economy. There's, like, other stuff, I, right? I think so, but I think it's, like, the love life theme of, like, do men exist in love life? Technically, yes. Do you ever see a man in love life? <laughs> no. Are, are there non-ninjas in the world of Naruto? Yes. Do you see one? No. Everybody in that show is just doing nin- ninjutsu okay. for everything. Okay. Um, I don't think it's... Which I think it's maybe smart to do that, but I don't think it's like like a show like um, My Hero Academia is definitely focused on like those who have power and those who do not. I don't think the show is interested in that, but I think I think there is that possibility space of like, yeah, you could just be a dude in the world of Naruto. You don't have to like graduate from Ninja Academy. That's true. And do all and that. And everyone has the the midichlorians in them or 
the the <laughs> chakra, the spirit of the wills. Or I love that whole scene where they're talking about like what chakra is, and the whole time I'm just imagining George Lucas being like, "I've got it. I know what to do now." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything, Naruto uh, took it from. Uh... George Lucas. Oh, I guess, yeah, that's the way the, the schedule yeah. works out. This came out uh, after Phantom Menace. Oh, it sure did. I believe. A couple years. Yeah. This is 99, right? Yeah. Or 2001, maybe? I don't know. This is 99. Or the, or the, the manga started in 99. Gotcha. So, uh, September 21st. Something I was struck by, and unfortunately this does change later on in the series, is how cool the character design is for, like, the Konoha 11 compared to, like, the other ninja in the village who just have, like, that generic kind of, like, vest. And they kind of lose those these costumes they have later in the series, like, way later. But I thought, I mean, they, they have so much thought put into each of their characters, and they each, like, look so distinct, and you can tell, like, a little bit about them from what they're wearing. I think that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love where each of them wear their headbands mm-hmm. like in in ino ina sakura's like rival like it's either ino or girlfriend I- yeah she um sakura's girlfriend is yeah she's wearing like her headband around her waist uh whereas you know sakura's wearing it on her head some people are wearing it on their arms some people on their leg kind of, like there's like little things like that it's like where you actually wear your headband i think it's very cute no killer bee in these episodes though so no, you have to wait like 500 episodes or so, I think, before <laughs> yeah, you get to Killer B. You are, you are edging for 500 episodes. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will say real quick, if you want to watch Naruto, please go to like a anime filler list website and skip any episode that even says like partial filler. Or maybe uh, maybe watch the ones that are partial filler, but there's a whole lot of just straight up filler. Um makes a much more enjoyable and manageable experience of watching the show because it it, it um, knocks out like a, at least like a quarter of it right oh yeah there's at least like a span of 50 episodes of, you know what i'm talking about danny where you just skip all <laughs> the, of the infinite filleromi um, yeah which is funny because they have at least in that case there's a canon reason for the filler but mm-hmm. it's still all canon yeah <laughs> they just justify it better than they normally do um there's at least one or two good filler episodes. There's like one where they're like Kakashi has them like make ramen or something. I just remember an episode where they're all making ramen and it's very good and has nothing to do with whatever plot was happening before or after that episode. Yeah, there's one where they're like um, trying to steal Kakashi's mask and there's like a bunch of like little just vignettes mm-hmm. of like the ways they're trying to do that, it. Oh yeah, that one's also filler. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I will say the same thing for like Bleach. Like the and I guess we can also. T- get into talking about naruto as a character but i think like the strength of the show is the characters and like i'm okay with especially early on the show being kind of broad about the uh character traits and stuff like that um definitely a bit too slow in getting to the characters it's a shame that kakashi isn't in the show earlier than he is um not until episode four because he's the best um but what do we all think about naruto i guess going off of either just these first three episodes or what we know about the show maybe going onward from these three i think it's a good base for him like i, I the first episode did a great job of, of like sort of setting up who he is and why he is the way he is i think he's definitely they set him up with a good arc or are you talking about the show more generally when you say naruto <laughs> no the, the character okay yeah i mean i i think you know it, he's got he's got his conflict he's got his uh what is something to prove i think that's a good base yeah and i i think they set up the fact that everyone kind of treats him separately from everyone else in a nice way where they're not just like sh- like it's not something overt where like oh they're throwing rocks at him anywhere he goes it's just like something where like one of the classmates like is at the graduation like says like oh he's the only one well of course because you know he's the one and then they like like oh we can't talk about that and you kind of get the feeling that it's like everyone's kind of sidestepping this issue but everyone does treat him 
differently from everyone else kind of thing um and i will say like episode one naruto where he's like you know getting that resolve to continue on and then bathhouse naruto or you know raiding locker room naruto and then in the third one pretending to be sasuke naruto to try to kiss sakura naruto kind of at odds with each other um but it does kind of show how he is kind of like living in the moment very chaotic but i don't necessarily love episode two and three naruto i like episode one naruto yeah um he also is like a kid and a kid that mm -hmm. basically raised himself and so some of the stuff is forgivable in terms of like the character doing it a lot of stuff is not forgivable in terms of the people choosing to write it that way mm -hmm. look looking directly at episode two but i think some of the more juvenile stuff in episode three is fine because like again he's like they're really young in these episodes mm -hmm. they're like eight or nine mm -hmm. um which was like shocking to me but also seeing baby naruto or not baby but you know like him being tiny compared to how i imagine him having watched all of it it's like oh yeah no they start out the show pretty young yeah i do um, love that the the whole of the third episode naruto's main antagonist is is his bowels because <laughs> he he drinks yeah. spoiled milk and he's like oh no not again i like that gag a lot i i took a screenshot of he's he's sasuke talking to sakura uh and he says diarrhea at a time like this <laughs> Well, I love that when he he's about to like attack, like so Sasuke gets out of like the rope binding, and um, Naruto's like, "I'm gonna like you know we're gonna settle this now. You're gonna have to accept me as your equal." Um, and he does shadow clone jutsu, but then all of his shadow clones have diary at the same time, and I love that kind of gag. It doesn't make any sense, like you know he would just you know you like logically like yeah, yeah like cinemason's brain would be like oh you can just get rid of those shadow clones um but just like that ending gag of him like fighting to get into the bathroom with himself is very very cute yeah it's very good I, they i like that they did that or they could have um you know if it was like more of like there's multiple stall situations like have them all go into individual stalls mm. um I also love the thing that ties it all together at the end of Kakashi and the third Hokage and Naruto's apartment, which is a little weird. They're just, yeah, it's kind of an invasion of privacy, but Kakashi sees open bottle of milk on uh, his kitchen table and uh, looks at the date and sniffs it. It's like, Ooh, that's no good. Shouldn't be drinking that and throws it out. And it's like, ah, that's, that's what it is. And that's like literally the last scene in the episode. <laughs> Um, there's also some, I will point out, there's some small things. There's some really great Hanna-Barbera sound effects. Oh my God. Wrestling with, uh, Sasuke in the, uh, uh, like storeroom or whatever. Um, like literal, if not damn near close to actual Hanna-Barbera cartoon sound effects, uh, which is good. I love that. Like when he's like, when it's like, he's like, oh, diarrhea. It's like, bow, bow, bow. like it's very Hanna-Barbera yeah. sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think in general, like with little stuff like that, the comedy works a bit more for me mm -hmm. in this episode. I also love, uh, you will see way more of this stuff as you watch Naruto, but uh, I love how commonplace mesh shirts and clothing is in this world. <laughs> it rules. It's so good. Um, uh, uh, said it about Bleach. The, sh the music in the show is also really good. Danny talked about it earlier, but lots of like um, traditional Japanese like uh, vocalizing and instrumentation. Lots of like shakuhachis and stuff like that, which is all really good. Um, also the opening i didn't say it for well we talked about the animation in the opening for bleach but opening bleach song really fucking good opening song for naruto also really fucking good um it's like super 80s sounding in a way that was really fun oh that's something i want to bring about bleach <laughs> the ending song the, the credit song for bleach very yeah what the very fuck? fucking weird <laughs> 
Oh, it's like super like like eighties uh, like, love ballad. Yeah, yeah. I was so, so taken aback. I, I loved it. <laughs> I after watching Bleach, uh, looked up those like every opening of Bleach and every ending of Bleach videos to kind of skim through, and it feels like they almost always purposely pick a song like that for the ending of Bleach to be like, yeah, this will like fuck with the tone, like this will throw the viewers <laughs> off. Yeah, like um, ba- it's like Bakumatai level, like kind of like cheesy yeah. power ballad or whatever, like. Yeah, it's oh god. I um god, that was my uh, favorite thing when I was uh dating Sai uh her and I getting hooked on Bakamitai. She's like, it's such a good song. I was like, Yes, it is, it's so good. <laughs> I don't think the bleach uh ending nearly as good as Bakamitai. No, oh absolutely not. Um, but uh same kind of vibe. Yes, I, I agree. Um my, my after watching those vin- videos, my overall opinion, uh never a bad bleach OP most of the eds are similar in that they're like not that good um yeah the the one piece or not the one piece we'll get there (laughs) the naruto op is really good um i i'm very nostalgic for the um i guess it's the four kids opening for naruto which is basically just like part of the soundtrack i think um but that's also very good it has like the or maybe maybe it's original but it's got that killer guitar lick um (laughs) uh towards the end um, maybe we'll use that for some of the intro or outro music uh, instead of the. Well, no, the the Japanese one is good. I might but... when like wait right when you said that I might just throw that in there to be like this is what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers level <laughs> of guitar lick goodness. It's so good. Um, also, the ending on Naruto, kind of forgettable in the same way the, the Bleach one is. I do kind of it's feel like, like the OP for Naruto shows more friendship between Sasuke and Naruto than like the show ever does. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But the OPs very quickly, or at least in Shippuden, come very much become like almost that they're like star-crossed lovers destined to fight which yeah. is good <laughs> oh no i'm not i'm not a, those two so which hard. i, I which made that, a tweet about that this. gag in the third episode where they kiss i made a tweet accident. about that like they you know the, the male <laughs> love interest kissing in the third episode yuri and ice so didn't good. even do that <laughs> so <Yeah>. good <laughs> it's very good also uh sakura and uh is it inu or ina In- inu right mm-hmm. uh you know you know i think brian Eno and sakura uh Whatever her name is. I feel bad. I've seen Naruto. All of it. Except for the filler. Well, you know who she but, ends up with, right? Is oh, it the one she calls uh, She fatty? ends up with uh, Shikamaru, right? No, she ends up with fucking Sai. Oh. The, like, super twink that they oh, replaced Sasuke yeah. with in Shippuden. The one who's, like, very yeah. clearly gay and even does sexy jutsu to well, make himself gay. look like Naruto and Sasuke fooling around. Yeah. Which is the only good gay- sexy jutsu gag in the entire series. <laughs> well, the reverse, as we've said, the reverse harem jutsu, very good. Mm, oh, true. <laughs> I'm just sitting here having never seen Shippen and being like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. What's the character's name? I think Inu, Ino, Ina, Ini. I'm going to clip oh, out whichever Sakura's one. Sakura's blonde friend. The, the one that she calls Fatty or Food Boy. What is his name? It starts with like a C it's just or K. 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 That's not Kiva. That's Kegel? The, the Kegel exercises? <laughs> doesn't matter i'm just i just no it, it doesn't okay. matter i'm going to derail this podcast a little bit <laughs> i'm going to keep all of this in <laughs> maybe extended i don't know um but i thought that was kind of mean-spirited in the same way that in episode two like how they're like konohamaru is like oh i'm, I'm turning into a sexy girl and it's like a, a larger woman and it's like no you have to be more choji sl- koji choji. choji okay um 
how it's like oh it's it, i'm paired up with fatty that sucks and i'm like, i don't know if they like show that there's more to him than just liking food but in, yeah they do in the first episode all he's doing is eating fucking potato chips <laughs> a lot of characters in early naruto get like one gag the justice they deserve oh. by the end of shippuden mm. which is like maybe not the thing you want to hear about a show that's got like a thousand episodes but they pay off eventually it's kind of surprising yeah even even very small characters do do get their their moment which is great um that's also part of, I guess, the the rationale of a lot of that filler is like, hey, we can do this one thing with this one character that didn't get a lot of time in the manga. I'm trying to think of a character who gets done dirty. Karen? Well, um, M- Madara, and that they own his ass, but mm. he had it coming. But I'm thinking, um, what's the, it's like the red-headed woman, Hermes guy, Karen. Oh, yeah. How I think Sasuke just fucking, like, shoots her or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. She does, she does get done dirty, yeah. I always forget she has red hair because mm. in the manga it's like black because of the way they ink it. Mm-hmm. So like I was shook when I saw like she had red hair in the manga. And I always forget like it's like bright red too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got red eyes too. Yeah, yeah, she got done dirty. And yeah, if you want to see when yeah. she gets done dirty, that's like episode eight hundred. I'm um, I'm only a little exaggerating. <laughs> Might as well be. Um, <laughs> let's see. Do I have any other notes? I, I will also say. Um, I think this is true about the English voice actor for Naruto too. Although I watched the subs this time because I've. Mostly watch these early episodes dubbed, and then I watch Shippuden subbed. But uh, Naruto's voice actor is really, really good, both Japanese and, and English. Yeah, well, I think that's true for most of the voice actors in this, uh, at least for the English. Like, you know, so, you know, there's the eternal sub versus dub war or whatever. And my opinion is just watch whatever you want to watch. But, like, you know, oftentimes people say, like, the voice actors for dubs are, are you know, lackluster because they don't get the right direction or because they're just not really up to snuff, whatever. But, like, I've never heard anyone say about naruto like the either the character or the series like oh like all the english voice actors for that fucking suck or like you know blah 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 blah. they're like consistently good over like 800 episodes of of naruto like you know good for them well the the thing that's crazy is that like and this is true for both the japanese and english voice actors is that like the show is the kind of show that goes through multiple time jumps and like um guess one major one anyway but like both voice actors like the voice actor remains for in both cases i believe and they both do a really good job of um uh like aging making up. the character sound older while still sounding like that character mm-hmm. um and especially because uh like um uh well, i guess we were talking about luffy and, and ash as well being voiced by women uh both of these uh are both the japanese and english naruto are voiced by women and they do a really good job of aging up their voice and not needing to like like hey we have to have a man come in we need someone with a deeper voice or anything like that like they both do a really good job of sounding uh, uh older um but i i agree especially with naruto with how many characters there are there's a lot of really good performances throughout the show like kakashi is great both dub and subbed um one of those where it's kind of hard to pick who I like better because I love them both so much. Come to think of it, there are a lot of like shonen shows, especially where the male lead is voiced by a woman, like Goku. Um, At least in Japanese. In yeah. Japanese, yeah. Uh, Goku, Naruto, One Piece, um, others. I'm sure. I think it's because they want that like bright, youthful energy, mm. and um, a lot easier for an adult woman to give that kind of energy that directors are looking for than uh, you know maybe more. Uh, uh, masculine voice actors but you know i don't think that doesn't necessarily preclude preclude them from being able to give those performances but yeah it's definitely like a uh, what's the word i'm looking for like production uh decision that gets made often mm-hmm. yeah um, i want to hear steve blum do naruto <laughs> 
Um, what else? Anybody else got anything? Oh, something no, that I really it. liked. Um, so in later Naruto, I remember anytime that they jump from tree to tree, it's just kind of like seen like transitively. Like you don't really see any detail. They just jump from one tree to another kind of thing. When uh, in episode one, Izuka's chasing after Naruto, um, or maybe it's Naruto chasing after. No, it's so it's it's uh, Mizuki chasing after. Right, but they're like shadow cloned or or so, yeah. whatever clone, you know whatever um mm-hmm. the way they're jumping is kind of like frog like so i think it's very interesting because like later on that you they don't really do that kind of motion like they it looks like they land on their feet and then immediately jump again but i, I love that kind of like animation that they did where they're like basically like frog leaping from from tree to tree that was very cool that's good and then like the background animation is just like a loop of the trees mm-hmm. kind of like cascading forward to the the forefront of the frame yeah. um they do a, the Naruto is a, a masterclass in conveying motion. I will say that. Yeah. When, so we, we talked about how like the production kind of gets spread thin to fill time, and this was also a show that was like famous for like getting ahead of the manga and like needing to either just like not air episodes or um, you know do filler for years at a time. Um, but I will say when the show is kind of in its mode, there is some incredible animation in. Um, uh, Shippuden especially, but even this show, um, I think a lot of the, uh, I guess the earliest thing I can think of in the show that's just stellar is all the uh, Orochimaru stuff. Mm-hmm. Really oh good. Oh my god, yeah. Um, or all the Chunin exam stuff is, is good. And then later in the show, I don't know if you remember this, Danny, but the, and people will pick out frames of animation of this and be like, it's bad. Oh and my god, you no, see it, it looks in so motion. fucking good in motion. I've never watched Shippuden, but I know exactly what scene you're looking at. And it yeah. looks fucking incredible. People just have bad taste. <laughs> yeah, and it's the it's the pain fight. Okay. Um, and uh, Danny knows this, or Danny was was there for this, but um, my uh, one of my roommates in college uh, was started watching Naruto and then got to Shippuden, and I was like, "Well, I started Shippuden, but I never finished it. I'll like catch up to you and then watch along with you." And it was seeing him watch the pain stuff for the first time and being like, well, "What the fuck? This show is incredible!" Um, and that hooked me. And like, yeah, if you if you don't want to watch Naruto or don't want to get invested enough to make it 500 episodes in to get to the pain stuff, that final fight is just one of the best in the show i the only thing i can think of it's better is the final fight which i won't spoil because i think people just should just go on boru and look up naruto and scenes <laughs> yeah and well and that's something that you know especially you know i mentioned dragon ball z in terms of voice acting but like so dragon ball z it's almost like a meme you know they did the whole fucking dragon ball z kai where they cut out all of the fighting scenes because they would have one fight last something like a thousand episodes and it's like oh we're finally done with the the frieza arc but like when i say frieza arc i mean it's just one battle with frieza that lasts in actuality something like 20 30 40 50 episodes whatever but naruto to their eternal credit you know not only are they very good about conveying motion and animating the scenes they don't like and this is going inside of the first three episodes but like they don't like really like linger on a fight for like eighteen thousand episodes where it's just like oh i'm gonna try this attack oh that didn't work i'm gonna try this attack oh that didn't work i'm gonna charge my spirit bomb for four episodes that didn't work like it's always like stuff going on it's always moving forward that's something i really like appreciate about like naruto as like a thing and it's something that came up in bleach that was actually i laughed out loud um uh, ichigo is like about to like jump down and like swing and hit um the the brother hollow and it's like cutting back and forth between the two like faster and faster like going back and forth between like the same shot just like zooming in more and more and then it cuts to uh the the soul reaper uh ryuka 
saying like why are you hesitating just do it <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. yeah like you know it, it, it didn't make any sense for them to just like for, like spatially or like temporally to like show them going back and forth like this that's something i think naruto doesn't really do a lot is it's it when when characters are going there's like a a time frame to it it's not like jojo's where they're like ah six seconds have passed and it's been like 20 actual minutes kind of thing Mm -hmm. um it's it's very good about like sticking to its own rules not that other shows are bad for not doing that but i I appreciate it for that naruto does yeah and i think naruto this happens a lot more in shippuden the the trick they will do to pad out uh, a fight uh, is do flashbacks mm-hmm. um which is nice in a show that's that's that long a lot of times because it's like you know like oh this character is saying something to this other character it's nice to kind of flashback to the context for you know the emotions behind this and the thoughts behind this or whatever sometimes it gets a bit parodic where it's like okay you just flash back to this like earlier this episode though i think i remember it <laughs> Uh, but that that's their trick they kind of let the fights play out naturally and then there's it's kind of like the like i don't know if i have a particular reference point but kind of like the you know like they throw a bunch of blows at each other real quick and then they stop and kind of like take a breather and it's like you know that's when you know characters say stuff to each other and you flash back and you know who else did that ping pong oh yeah yeah it's a lot like ping pong in that um except ping pong does it better than anybody fucking yeah, exactly. Const- uh, your daily um, reminder watch ping pong the animation <laughs> Yeah, so that's fucking good. That's gonna be the bell we'll be be ringing the rest of this uh, this podcast. Life is watch ping pong. If if you don't watch any other anime, watch ping pong. Um, anybody else got anything about Naruto? No, I was pretty checked out after we got to all the ship and talk because I've only ever seen like maybe 150 episodes of Naruto. Would you? Which sounds like a lot, but uh... <laughs> would Naruto. You, or, I don't know, maybe Tyler, you might also know, from, I don't know how much you've watched Shippuden. Would you ever recommend someone not watching the original series and just watching Shippuden? I would, but I'm crazy, so <laughs> I just think it's a lot better and you get more character moments. But I think it is important to watch the first one to like understand Naruto and Sasuke's relationship, which is a big part of the show. Mm. And Orochimaru, they're, that's a big part of that one too. Yeah, I feel like there are definitely like full arcs in the first one that you should watch. I think I stand by overall stand by my recommendation of like if you want to watch it, the original is fair game, but like as well as ship it in, but um like watch it with a list of like where the filler episodes are because original Naruto doesn't have a lot of filler, but at a certain point it's just every single episode is filler because again they were stalling around the manga. Um, so there's like a I think like close to a hundred episodes maybe that you could just skip at the end of the original Naruto run and like which is like I said next to two episodes maybe none of those are worth which, watching. That's fucking wild because. I think there's only like 150 episodes of the original series. It's I think it's closer to 200, 200 okay. and then maybe I'm 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 maybe in the the number of filler episodes wrong. I believe um, that though. Like that sounds right. Yeah. And then sh- ship it in the the filler is kind of sprinkled all over, which is why it's it's helpful to get mm-hmm. it. Um I've also I've read some of the manga um but not all of it, honestly not a lot. Um but I do hear in terms of pacing and like you know, I mean obviously you can read a manga faster you can watch an anime show, but I feel like people who've done both say the pacing in the manga is just overall a lot better and so if you want to maybe experience the story the manga is probably a really good way to do that uh, i can't fully vouch for it but that's what i hear yeah but there's definitely some like times you want to watch the anime for the fights like the deidara sasuke fight is really cool and obviously we talked about the pain fight earlier which is so fucking cool yeah and not that the, they're not good in the manga too but 
it, it is different. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Pain Fight is a must watch. If you're like, I'm never going to see the show, you should at least look that up. It's um, really good. Um, was there a uh, time like you know between Naruto and Shippuden? There's there's a time jump there. Uh, was there a release time gap there, or was it like, oh, we finished Naruto, Naruto. Next week we're gonna start airing Naruto Shippuden. Um, well, the the manga is just Naruto. I know, I know, but like I, I'm we... talking about the the anime no. specifically. Well, so what I mean is I think, like, the, the anime did that because it was like, hey, we know we've just been, like, doing anime original stuff for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks now, but now the, the anime has, like, done some cool shit with these characters and they're over, so it's Naruto Shippuden. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I, but I think the start of Shippuden is pretty, in terms of, like, when they aired, is pretty close to whenever the last episode of original Naruto ended. I don't think people had to wait too long for that. Okay. They just had to wait in terms of watching filler episodes over and over again. <laughs> That's mostly why Naruto has filler at all, is because instead of just going off air um, for however many weeks to let uh, Oda draw more pictures, they um, decided to just do anime original stuff to fill time, which is why you end up with insanely long gaps of, of filler, because they would get really caught up, and then, not that there weren't airing breaks, but it was definitely a show that was on more often than it was not. Mm. Um, okay. Um, I was going to ask another question. I will save that for later. Well, now that we're switching over. Oh, oh I'm just looking at my notes. I'm so excited. <laughs> so many things to share. Well, uh, lots of, lots of all caps. <laughs> so, so now that we're moving to, uh, one piece, uh, I feel like I have to mention. So we, you know, dear audience, we, we take a kind of show you how the, the sausage is made. We take a break every so often when we're recording. Um, and I decided to, to break out a rum punch to, to celebrate our, my piracy of, of, with one piece. Um, and I believe it's Tyler's turn. Yeah. Tyler, what's one piece all about? Oh, sorry. Wrong one. Oh boy. All right. So we open in a world of pirates and seafaring on a ship captained by the vile pirate Alvida, who is a female pirate, which is pretty cool. Uh, and her, specifically through her POV character, Kobe, a very annoying boy who looks like Trunks but isn't as cool. Uh, he finds a barrel <laughs> containing Luffy, Monkey D. Luffy, who has eaten a devil fruit and is super stretchy. Um, I'm going to count that as one sentence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, after Kobe and um, Luffy escape from the ship, they decide to go and try to recruit uh, the first member of the what will become the Straw Hat Pirates, uh, Zoro, a swordsman known for his three-sword technique who is imprisoned by a evil marine captain on this island. Captain who? Captain Morgan. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> captain Morgan, that's right. Yeah, with a cool axe hand. Uh, long story short, Captain Morgan and his son are jackasses. Luffy uh, and Zoro decide to team up and to stop Captain Morgan and escape the island. They manage to you know, defeat Captain Morgan, free the island back to, like, the, I guess the good Marines, but ACAB. <laughs> and then they leave the island, leave the Kobe behind to join the Marines, which, honestly, f I, I'm fine with. And then they sail off to recruit further members for the crew. Hell yeah. And nice. just for clarity, what is Zoro's first name? Oh, God, it's something so hard to... It's something so funny. I, I know it. it. Roranoa Zoro? <laughs> yeah. 
Roronorazoa. That sounds Zorro. right. <laughs> what are, what uh, are if you if you watched the four kids dub, it was Zolo in that. So it would have been Zolo. What? Maybe it would have been Lola Lola, Lola Noah. Milo Lila Rila. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, much like how Gindner Bucci saw Lila Mila Rila with her shirt off, I saw Zoro uh, uh, crucified and then he got three swords. And I was like, damn, I'm going to build my entire taste of men around that. Uh, it's so hard. I'm trying to think of like the, He's so fucking the hot. So pirate fucking rap uh, from the Four Kids version. I think, yeah, they like, because the line's like, yo, his name is Zolo. He's like a samurai in L A D Y. Nami's not shy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I guess we should get into it since you brought it up. Uh, uh, I know you're a, a pirate rap stan, yes. Danny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the pirate rap, but man, oh man, is the original uh, opening for the like uh, first arc of One Piece so fucking good. Um, get emotional when I hear it. I love love these pirates now, so much. And... Is the the ja- you watch the Japanese version, the dub? Oh, I know where you're going with the, this. Cause, yes, I did watch the Japanese because the version on netflix the english dub is not uh-huh. the pirate rap yes. nor the japanese version it's something completely different yeah it's more like a translation of the japanese one yeah so fun kids i think for maybe at least the first few openings and endings eventually they just switched to japanese mm-hmm. for even the dub but uh uh do re-recordings of the the opening and ending songs with english singing um i do so I actually got like I liked the pirate rap when I was a kid, and then uh, at some point, like middle school or high school, was like, "Oh, I'm gonna rewatch One Piece on this uh, uh, illegal anime streaming site because I didn't know how to torrent anime at that point." <laughs> uh, was uh, I watched the the dub that way and was watching the Funimation dub with the English version of um, the first opening, which is called "We Are," um, and I really like that version, the English version. But you know what ruins it? The um, He's also a voice actor. The guy who sings it is Vic Magnolia. I think oh, that's how you no. say his last name. No. Yeah, who's that guy who has been uh, accused by many, uh, many women for sexual harassment and grooming, I think, and lots of shitty stuff like that involving people well, he worked with and people that... We can just say he fucking did it. <laughs> yes, yes. It is our um, opinion that uh, he's probably a predator. Even if there were reason to believe he didn't do it, all the shit that he kind of did after he got called out for that stuff uh, and sued for that stuff, uh, legal action brought against him is just even more shitty. Just the dude fucking sucks. And so no matter how much I liked that English uh, opening, uh, hard to go back to. But luckily, the original Japanese version is just as good, if if not. If anyone um, is unfamiliar with uh, who this person is, I recommend listening to um, a podcast called A-Lab, All Lawyers Are Bastards. I think on Spotify, they're listed as All Lawyers Are Bad or just the A-Lab series. They have two episodes called The Weeb Wars, part one and two, and they discuss kind of the background of the case. They talk about the lawsuits and some of the depositions that go into the lawsuits are incredibly funny. Just how... So the lawyer that they got involved for the case um so I'll, yeah I'm not, i don't want to get too into it but like they like vic magnolia was accused of this of stuff and then someone who was basically like an anti-sjw like blah 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 that kind of fucking guy youtuber raised money to like hire a lawyer and like told vic oh you should sue or something like this and i might be getting some of this wrong but the person they got to sue was like an estates lawyer not someone who's like a litigating a- attorney who might know how to like depose a witness and apparently there is like one of the depositions is just this multiple pages of did you send these tweets 
and the the witness saying uh it those look like my tweets and the guy just keep going like i need a yes or no did you are, are these your tweets well they look like it and it goes on like that for like 30 minutes or something like that of this lawyer not being able to say the right combination of words to get the witness to agree like yes these look like my tweets kind of thing it is it is a very funny case in terms of the incompetence on display and like Vic Magnolia or whatever his last name is Magnolia right um I always Magnolia whatever. yeah um is like entering uh, an affidavit um basically trying to attest to his like character and the, the sworn affidavit submitted by his his team basically said like yeah i, I met vic and, and you know people told me he was like a pedophile and like blah 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 blah. and it's like this is like you just su- submitted an affidavit of someone saying like yeah i think that guy is like a predator or whatever like he's a horrible like by his own admission he's a piece of shit um mm-hmm. by like the stuff that he did like trying to have sex with fans that were like decades younger than he is you know, taking advantage of that power structure um but yeah i recommend watching the or listening to the uh, a lab episodes on that for a more comprehensive and probably more accurate retelling of the story i think i left out some parts yeah. or or mix some things up all non-legally actionable. No, it's like yeah there's definitely a lot going on there but definitely easy to say total piece of shit the i guess silver lining for now is that i think because like what happened is like one like a lot of these things is like one thing came out and then a bunch more things came out and basically like almost anybody that's ever worked with the guy seems to have something to say bad about him uh and so i don't think uh, i'm looking at his wikipedia page it doesn't look like he's been involved in any production since like 2019 when i guess around when the bulk of these things came forward so that's fucking good get that guy another out thing is like if he's ever like um appearing at a con stay far the fuck away mm-hmm. from that con yeah yeah um that was because like a lot of cons run by shitty people will invite him there because of the whole fucking culture mm-hmm. war thing and just stay fucking far away from the cons that have him just not a safe place the precipitating incident from what i understand is they were released funimation was releasing dragon ball super like the most recent dragon ball thing um and someone tweeted at funimation like hey why are you still hiring a predator and after that that's kind of when the deluge happened like people started like retweeting it kind of amplifying the signal and then funimation this is fucking hilarious tweeted out um we will no longer be working with vic moving forward that's one tweet. Then the, the next tweet sent like immediately afterwards is Funimation stands against all forms of sexual abuse and will never work with any like sexual predators, blah, 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 blah. So not explicitly saying that Vic is that, um, but that was brought up in the lawsuit, how they basically tweeted those things back and forth. Like, we're not going to work with Vic. Also, we're not going to work with any se- sexual predators and like those th- two things. We are not legally implying Vic is a no, sexual predator, no. but you know, y'all can read between the lines. Exactly. Yeah. So. So yeah, that that is a, a shadow that looms large over the Funimation One Piece dub. Luckily, the I this time I watched the subs because I tend to watch the the dub for One Piece because I I'm very nostalgic for um, the Funimation dub. Um, but uh, um, the Funimation dub is really fucking good. Um, uh, I'll get into it later. There's a I have a DVD copy of the first uh, couple arcs of um, One Piece and uh, had some commentary on the first episode with the some of the dub crew, which has some some cool facts. But um, 
you know, uh, Zoro is voiced by Chris Sabat, who, if you don't know by name, you definitely know because he's Vegeta amongst a million other things. Um, Calling Click and Beard is great as Luffy. Uh, there's just a lot of really good dub performances in the show. Um, it's a shame about that uh, that first opening. But this is my first time watching the uh, subs in a while, and also the, of course, the sub actors are also really good. Um, I did I look up who's oh so so Zoro is um uh voiced by uh, Kazuya Nakai uh who has done a bunch of other things. His big thing is like he's Zoro and has always been Zoro, and One Piece is a very long running show at this point. Um, but and this doesn't mean anything to you three. Uh, but uh, I heard it and I couldn't unhear it. All uh, right, I looked it up and then I heard it and I couldn't unhear it. He is a character called Wits in Gundam X which was apparently also his first voice acting role. Oh. Um, and I can't unhear that Zoro is just, is just wits, um, <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, but yeah. So um, uh, I guess general thoughts, what did y'all think about the first three episodes of one piece? I know I've made it clear that I really like these. Oh, I thought it was so good. I honestly hated the first episode, but the second two episodes were great. What didn't you like about the first episode? I realized that might be a hot take. That is a hot take. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Spill it. I don't know. I just, um, I hate Kobe. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, annoying. I don't know. I felt like the first episode didn't have much to offer because I think the best parts of episode uh, two and three are Luffy playing off of Zoro and playing off of the Navy there. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, Kobe fucking sucks. Like, oh, I want to go join the military. After literally seeing the military fucking threaten to execute a girl for feeding a prisoner. This character's supposed to be fucking 16 years old, by the way. Oh my god, believe it or not. What? What? Yeah, I just looked it up because I knew he he shows up later in the show and I couldn't remember when. So I was looking it up and it, he, he is there's a time skip skip at one point, but he's 16 there and then becomes 18 later in the series. Oh my god! They make him look older later, but like he's supposed to be 16 there and that is crazy. Well, and he he looked like a Dragon Ball Z character, like not just like Trunks. Looks like Trunks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but like the like not just like like the art style looked completely removed from everyone else. Mm, yeah. I just remembered why I loved One Piece so much. I read, I never watched the, I've never actually watched the anime before, but I read the manga one summer in like middle school. I think I read like 50 or 60 volumes of it, like just like powered through it. Don't remember much of it, but I remember really loving all the characters, which is probably all you need to know about the show in general is that the characters rule. Mm -hmm. I also didn't like remember how much Dami is basically does Fujiko Mine in like the first few episodes. Yeah. No, Nami, Nami rules. Nami is so good. I mean, people really get fixated. I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I feel like people people do get fixated on Oda's um, character designs for his uh, women characters and um, how kind of <laughs> nonsensical their proportions are, especially after the time skip. Um, but uh, I feel like Nami gets a lot of the brunt of that and, and it ends up being like, and that's why Nami's a bad character. And it's like, Nami fucking she, rules. Yeah. Do not disrespect. Yeah, like, I definitely think the character designs deserve criticism, but like from what I remember, the characters are still yeah. good. I I, mean, I definitely in the first like in this first few episodes, everyone's like normally proportioned except for uh, Elvira or whatever. Uh, I know her name's Elvita, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember. I think Danielle, you. I think we were talking about this in another episode. How the One Piece characters eventually look like caricatures of the original forms, and where it like the characters end up literally being like a big like Pixar mom ass, tiny waist, huge honkers, and then like 
a, a character ahead. And I like that's wild. Like seeing the before and after of those two things is kind of wild. But like that doesn't make a bad character. It just is like weird fucking art direction that I probably would find. I yeah. I I mean I do find it off putting because as soon as I saw that photo, I was like, well, I'm never going to read that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like yeah, no, it's not going to make someone a bad character. Also, was I the only person getting like big uh, intro to Castle in the Sky vibes from the first episode? I don't know what that is. So. Oh, you've seen that way more recently than I have, so you would be better to... Uh, what What made you think that? Um, You know, there's just a ship that gets invaded by a band of pirates ran by, like, a basic, like, mother figure to the mm. other pirates. I don't know. Might just be because I saw a Castle in the Sky so recently, and I mean, that's... it's Castle in the Sky. It influenced everything from... <laughs> guy who's only seen Boss I... Baby. I was gonna say, <laughs> boss baby I was getting some big Boss anime. Baby vibes from this. <laughs> yeah. No, you're probably right. I, I literally just have not seen that movie in long enough that I was struggling to remember how it started. Yeah, I believe you too, for the record. I just haven't seen it in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not a boss baby situation just because of like, I don't. how influential it was. <laughs> I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> I do love that they set up... Are you saying boss baby's not influential? Well, I mean... I mean, it certainly influences Kobe me. Kobe kind of looks like a I guess a time, time will tell. Um, <laughs> let's see. What did I like and not like about the three episodes? I didn't like that... Also, there's a fucking flashback to earlier in the episode in episode one. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck oh, you. yeah, there is. Yeah, eat shit, Naruto. One Piece was <laughs> doing that from the, the jump. Um, I didn't like that Captain Morgan's son, Helm Popo, mm-hmm. um, is very, like, queer-coded. Queer yeah, and, like, and that's supposed to be, like, a, oh, look at him. He's so, so evil and wacky. Like, um, you know... That's not like just a one piece thing, but but it's still kind of icky. Um, I same vibes as the uh, that one teacher from Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, ab- <laughs> well, that is worse, but definitely same, same vibes vibe. for sure. I didn't like that. You know, when Elvira was uh, like introduced, like who's the most beautiful captain? And it's like, oh, it's you, Captain Elvita. And they cut to her, and she's like this big fat woman. And it's like, aha. Shoutouts to Bleach for being the only one without yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good, first... for, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, anything cool well, about having a female captain was immediately undercut by how her appearance is, like, her definition. Yeah, though it is saved yeah. by Nami being an absolute fucking god. Yeah, just, like, sneaking yeah. around the first three episodes. I love that. <laughs> and we don't get to, like, her stuff in the, the arc that immediately follows these three episodes is, is really good. Um, and love to see her play off of Luffy and Zoro in these, these early episodes. It's really mm-hmm. good. Um, uh, I... We can maybe throw this in the show notes or something, but um, you brought up Helmeppo. This is my favorite comparison between the uh, uh, Forkins version <laughs> and the Funimation version, or slash the like the Japanese version. F- Forkins didn't just like do the pirate rap and then like change some voice lines and stuff to make it a little bit more kid friendly or whatever. They r- drew over some of the frames, and so in episode three, there's a point where Hel Helmpopo. Uh, Helmepo, uh, not Mr. Popo, who is still a, th- a problem. Yes. Uh, uh, Helmepo uh, points a gun at Kobe's head in the four kids version. <laughs> they, <laughs> I'm looking at it. I can't control myself. <laughs> he, he's still holding the like um, uh, handle portion of the gun. But then it turns into this elaborate, like, Looney Tunes contraption where the handle presumably is hooked up to a spring that if he pulls the trigger would use the the, the spring would force a hammer that's attached to it to hit down on Kobe's head. It's one step away from the (laughs) spring-loaded boxing glove. Uh, Very... Yeah, or in 
in Yu-Gi-Oh the- <laughs> when the guards are supposed to be holding guns and they just erase them so they're pointing their fingers at it's, Kaiba. It's big uh, Mr. Crockley bring me my fruit juice uh, vibes. <laughs> like, I mean, the one I always remember is uh, Sanji? Yes. Has instead of lollipop instead mm, of a cigarette. Yeah. So they, they <laughs> that draw. one makes... Like, that one's fine. Like, I honestly, I don't think that one's, like, distracting. It's just silly. Yeah. And so, at least he's not just pointing at... Uh... <laughs> Kobe's head. That'd be really fucking hilarious. Um, but um, I liked most things in this. You know, they kind of bring up the whirlpool. They don't really do much with that. They, they, you know, Luffy's like, oh yeah, like I lost my my ship to that that whirlpool, and I I jumped into a barrel to save myself. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, this it just goes from strength to strength. The final shot of episode three like with the music swelling it feels like an honest to god like adventure starting it's like wow like this is the way to like get the audience hooked i you know i don't necessarily i'm kind of on the fence about bleach but with naruto i wouldn't say it follows the kind of so this is something that we might want to probably should have talked about earlier about why we did three episodes specifically so and correct me if i'm wrong danielle i think you know more about this than i do but the three episode thing was kind of introduced by madoka and how the show really kind of changed its its perspective and really kind of like got going quote unquote after episode three so in madoka episode three mommy dies it's like oh now the show's kind of really showing what it's about um and how it means to go on and it's like a gauge of like if you're going to give a show a try watch three episodes of it and if you are hooked in those three episodes keep going if not you know you can you can probably let it go so bleach doesn't like, it kind of is like setting up like oh you know time to be a soul reaper naruto doesn't really do that but this one it's like perfectly lined up that it's like we're gonna start this grand adventure on the going to the grand line we're gonna make a pirate crew hell yeah i love it yeah it helps that those three episodes are much more of like a complete arc than the first three episodes of the yep. other ones you know it's introduce luffy side character with kobe add in zoro we have stakes we have like a, a goal and then episode three is like achieving that goal and then kobe gets what he wants luffy and zoro sail off into the sunset and it's time for whatever the next adventure might mm-hmm. be um and then i guess we, we got nami running around stealing things in the background because she mm-hmm. was um yeah i i totally agree it's like a really good way to to start off the show in a really like satisfying three episodes to yeah. watch and they they set up the um the world which i really love like literally geographically you know kind of in the background of that photo of the four kids comparison you can see it but like they show a map at one point and it's like most of the world is water <laughs> there's like a strip of land and then there's everything else is water and there's the red line the grand line and so on and so forth um but it really establishes like the pirate world how everyone's like on these ships every, every town's like a port town kind of thing um something i wanted to mention um there was like a meme a while ago about a like a bootleg sub of one piece and it's like i'm i'm luff i'm gonna be lord of the pirates or whatever um and one of those things had um gold roger say in the opening i left it there in one place the english dub of this opening has him say i left it in one place and i was like wait a minute (laughs) i thought it was i left it in one piece was that the four kids dub no i think that's the four kids dub i think in even in the japanese he doesn't say i left it in one piece he's like i put all my treasure in one place i like one piece better i thought that's very cute yeah but you'll have to find it first 
I left everything I own in one piece. It, it does make way more sense to uh, to say that. Yeah, I, I noticed that too because it's um, in the subs. It's also like I I put it in one place mm. or something like that. I think the that that I think it's a Hong Kong bootleg. Oh, okay. um, and uh, that one it's like even worse than that. <laughs> Uh, but I can't remember what the it, exact. It's like I left it over there. Me and you have just been. Yeah, I think that's the part. It's like it's over in there one <laughs> in one place. Um, yeah, that's that's very funny. I I think you know, like people. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, to some degree, understandably, because it's a long fucking show and a long fucking manga that are both still going. But um, you know, like I think the premise of this show is great in that it doesn't really. I mean, you know, if they ever end it, like, yes, he has to find the one piece and, you know, deal with the consequences of that and whatever. But it, you know, it works so well as a premise because it ultimately, like, from episode to episode, arc to arc, it doesn't really matter what they're doing. It's enough of, like, a framework to hang whatever you want to do in this fun pirate world mm -hmm. around in kind of like Naruto and Bleach too, but more similar to Naruto. It's about the large cast of characters. And so Kobe is a character they introduce early on. He gets three episodes and then it takes a while, but they come back to him and they'll come back to him again. Um, and it just like it creates like a really large world and you feel how large it is because of you know the fact that it's been going on for hundreds of episodes and the manga is over a thousand chapters at this point uh, but also because they do a really good job of like building that world out and making it feel big mm -hmm. um, like you were saying I also like that it's like a really distinct world like Naruto is like this too I forgot to mention it but I love how Naruto has like enough technology but not too much you know like they've got like they've got plumbing mm -hmm. they've got like uh you electric know, kettles electric kettles yeah there's like street lamps and stuff but there's no cell phones you know computers or anything like that um i do think some of that stuff starts to get introduced in boruto which is part of the reason i haven't watched boruto <laughs> but um but i love that about it. it makes it feel like a very unique world whereas a lot of anime i feel like like, oh, we took a very specific period of Japan and then just set characters in it and then added a bunch of stuff to it. But it doesn't feel like it was wholly crafted. Whereas like this, like you were saying, like the world is like entirely water and then there's some islands and stuff. But it's just like a water world, but in a good way, not like <laughs> oh Kevin Costner, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, and it's yeah and it's so good and what they do with that is like each island is like an opportunity to have like a completely different culture or something weird is happening on this island and it just like uh, you know makes the world feel very big um, and I also love you know the sea and, uh, and sea creatures and pirates and stuff like that like the theme uh, theming and uh, aesthetics of the show all work really well for me I think it's just a lot of fun episode to episode and they kind of know that I think it's the less the least serious of this show though it definitely has its moments but this is definitely much more a show about like we're gonna have a fun adventure come along for the ride and that's like why i love that opening because that's that's what it's about like i feel like when i start an episode of one piece like these early episodes like yeah let's go on an adventure do they ever like have like love interests or anything like that like i, I never i don't can't remember if like nami and luffy ever like have a love not like, really yeah. like not really within the the straw hats crew they'll be like side characters that like usopp most likely will fall in <laughs> love with but that, that never goes anywhere because he's usopp. usopp's big dick nose boy yeah Pino pinocchio or uh i was just looking at some of those hong kong subtitles i think he's uh liabu <laughs> in in the in this hong kong subtitles for some reason uh but yeah i yeah i i love Dude. one piece i will um Oh, Do we ahead. want to make predictions about what the One Piece will be when he finds it? Will it just be an empty cave? It was the f it was the friends? It was the friends. We I was made literally thinking, like, what if it's just yeah, a note? honestly, if it's like 
you were the one piece all along or something like that like there's no way it's a cave full of treasure i feel like people would be mad but i would almost be okay if he didn't find it if you just get to a point where it's like hey you know what i don't need this like hey look at look at all we did while we were trying to find it we didn't need to actually find it Mm. yeah it's like hey like you know you're the king of the pirates because fuck it like we want to be one Piece is kind of like General Hospital in that mm. <laughs> we all know it's never going to end. So no need to worry about what the ending could be. It's just going to keep going forever. <laughs> I do it's think insane it's how long that's been going on. It is insane. It's also insane, like, once they, they like, kind of stop adding crew members after a certain point, mm-hmm. and then, like, I think since I stopped reading it, they've added one crew member, and that was, like, it's been, like, that's, like, the last 15 years, like. I, there, I mean, One Piece has been going on so long, I there's a lot of it I haven't read or watched at this point, but um, to my knowledge, I think... In some of the later stuff, they'll basically like cycle in and out crew members. Mm. Mm. So some people will like join for a time, or like someone will leave and come back, and that's kind of their way of shaking things up. But I think at a certain point, you want like the core crew, yeah, um, and you don't want to like complicate things further. Mm. Shout out um, to the author, I, don't, I unfortunately don't know their name, um, who has been doing this for like a thousand years slash issues, and like is like keeping a regular schedule with it. You know, I think berserk was kind of was it older than one piece i think it is yeah. i think like by a lot and, actually yeah the anime is definitely yeah, I older think, uh Miura... i think um berserk is early 90s yeah. oh god berserk started in 1989 oh right because like miura was like 17 yeah. like something stupid yeah, and, and you know rest in peace miura but like he would take like a 15 year hiatus or something like that um I remember there was a big meme about they finally got off a boat at one point. It's like, it took them 10 years, but they got off the boat. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. versus One Piece where, and I don't know how many artists they have working on it. So like, maybe it's not like as high stress. And I think Miura did like all the art himself. Oh no, it's definitely still high stress, but they probably well, have a team of like, yes, they're probably underpaid and <laughs> yeah. overworked. Uh, but like the schedule is like maintained. Uh, yeah. And like, not to slight the One Piece manga, but um, feel like, one Piece is a very seem, or I could be totally wrong, but One Piece seems like a very simple, or not simple, but a lot easier of a manga to make week to week or every other week to every other week, uh, whatever the, the schedule currently mm. is, uh, compared to like Berserk, mm. you know? Like, I don't think they're going all out on One Piece uh, issue to issue, whereas like I feel like some of the reason why like the delays were so big for Berserk is like you get a new chapter and you're like you see the art and you're like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. I love um, seeing the interviews where it's like my editor had to tell me to stop going pixel by pixel to like get the art exactly right. And it's like, holy shit, like you can tell like it's so yeah. good. I want to apologize real quick. It's getting names mixed up because um, I'm bad at names. Uh, the One Piece mangaka is Ichiro Uda, or sorry, Oda, and um, the Naruto uh, mangaka is Masashi Kishimoto. Oh, okay. So I should have been saying Kishimoto all <laughs> when we were talking about Naruto. Oda is, uh, is oh, okay. One Piece. Um, but yeah, I think recently there were some delays with um, uh, some health concerns with Oda. I think he's better now. Mm. Um, but for the most part, I think One Piece has been fairly consistent in terms of publication. I mean, that's why they're up to a thousand chapters at this point. Is it the longest ever running series? Do we know? Is there another series that is bit, like I... more time wise? Well, yeah, but like more issues, I guess. The only thing I think it was like Case Closed has been going on for goddamn ever too. Oh, what's the? I mean, there's a couple of like kind of like family comedy anime that have been going on for like uh, dozens of thousands of episodes. So um, One Piece isn't 
close in that regard. But I think manga wise, it's it's definitely up there. Um, it's kind of insane too that it's like it's maintained its popularity. It wasn't like a like oh it kind of quieted it down, but it's just popular enough to keep going. It's like it's still insanely popular, um, which I think is cool because One Piece is good. Like obviously something something's going on there that they're doing right. Um, I wanted to jump back to the first episode. Sure. I I definitely agreed with um, Danielle's points. Um, uh, I also wanted to mention with uh, Alvita is her name. Um, she uh, so they spent that whole episode uh, joking at her appearance and her weight and her size. She does come back and she's skinny for reasons uh, because of course she does. So they couldn't even like you know bring her back and be like, well this time we're not gonna make jokes about her. <laughs> size they had to just go like oh well now she's another skinny sexy lady um because that's all oda wants to draw i guess which um, you know there's something to be commended that. like you know what i'll commend yoko taro for making sexy ladies because he wants to draw sexy ladies i Ogoda, if you want to draw sexy ladies fine go ahead yeah just don't make make fun of the uh the larger ladies when when you do yeah. draw them and so it's that, and it's you that know sexy ladies can be larger ladies too no problem yes exactly exactly i guess sexy slender exactly. ladies um, yeah, just like how uh, uh, Kubo-san likes to draw his uh, big, big titty animes on uh, every every single cover <laughs> of that manga. Um, but the first episode, I did like a lot because I like Luffy mm-hmm. a lot, and it's nice to have like because you know for those who haven't seen the the you know, these, this first arc is getting Zoro onto the crew. The next several arcs are getting the remaining kind of initial core uh, members of the Straw Hat pirates together um so it's nice to have the one episode that like i mean kobe's there but you know i don't think you're meant to love kobe that much we definitely didn't like him because all marines are bastards um but uh which i was gonna say is an acronym earlier and then it's like well that's already an acronym so um but uh but like you know episode one is like luffy's time to shine and luffy is so larger than life and this really gets back to like how we were talking about Naruto and uh, Ichigo where it's like you want like a strong personality type that is just like you know like and Luffy like similar to Naruto and Ichigo Luffy does go through you know shit throughout the the series but for the most part he is just like what what you see is what you get and there's something that's nice about that like you don't necessarily want a main character in a show like this that's super complicated and and tied up in in their own personal demons all the time like it's nice to have a a character that just like believes in himself and loves his friends and is you know energetic and positive all the time like luffy is just a joy um and you get it's great because he's like that in you know episodes like this that are you know like not too high stakes wise and then when you get a really high stakes episode and he's like that like he's you know like so um sure of himself that like uh you know you you root for him in the same way that you root for like rocky at the end of a rocky movie and that's the stuff that that i live for in these kinds of well, shows. he borders on being an asshole in this <laughs> in the first episode or two like kobe's like i don't know if i can ever like like follow my dreams and blah 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 blah. and luffy's like yeah you should just give up like you're fucking pathetic huh i hate people like you and it's like holy shit it was so i think <laughs> yeah well i mean one kobe yeah. sucks and two I think what he's getting at is like, Kobe, you need to be like Naruto. You need to just say, like, I'm going to be the best Marine there ever was. And then you can be the best Marine there ever was. You're not going to get anywhere if you say, well, I'm not fit out mm-hmm. to be a Marine. Um, I can't get over the fact he's fucking 16. I just looked at his photos. Like, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> um, he also gets taller after he goes through, like, training and stuff. Um, so maybe the wiki's just wrong about the age. Who knows? Well, they do um, let him join. So unless they're taking, like, 10-year-old conscripts, <laughs> I guess he has to be, like, 16. Yeah. So- the Marines aspect of the show definitely would take on child soldiers. 
to use yes. as like sacrifices. Absolutely, <laughs> AMAB, all Marines, etc. But yeah. shout out to these Marines for all, everyone wearing a baseball cap that just says Marine on it. God bless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, then they'll have like they'll have real big Marine ships later in the show, and it'll just say like Marine on the flag or Marine <laughs> on the side of the boat. <laughs> It's like no personality. That's saved for the pirates. The Marines can't be cool. But the, the thought that just kept going through my brain with all the Marine design decisions was the village people would never stand <laughs> for this. That's true. Well, that was something that fucked with me. The subs kept saying Navy, but the characters kept saying Marines. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, which one is it? They're different, damn it. I think it's just a translation thing, but especially because everyone's wearing a fucking Marine hat. Um, but I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marines are troops in the Navy. Like, it's, it's a decision they made to not have it separated like it is in the States. Something I uh, appreciated was um, so Captain Morgan does kill someone. Like they explicitly say, like, "Oh my God, you killed him!" Like the person who like um, refused to go kill the little girl. Um, he he like hits him over the head, and it's not like, "Oh, you knocked him out, Captain." Oh, he's gonna have a real humdinger on his head. It's like, "Oh, you fucking killed him." Um, compare that to Luffy, who just punches uh, Elvira. Or, or I I said it once as a as a gag that her name is Elvira, but now I can't. I keep saying Alvida. Um, kind of punches her into the sunset, and she lands on someone, and then punches captain morgan like he doesn't murder anyone so far i don't know if he ever does like just straight up murk anyone um but i like that that kind of difference in how they resolve the issues like luffy's not there to just fucking rip someone limb from limb which he probably could uh he's just there to you get him out of there fuck that guy kind of thing Mm -hmm. um i love a character with a iconic hat uh not Aiden Pierce, um, but an actual iconic, oh uh, uh, like an Indiana Jones, and I love all the show does is so much of like Luffy like loses his hat and he's like, "Where's my hat? I need my hat back." Or like he gets his hat back, he's like, "Yes, that's his fucking hat. Let's go." And they kind of um, set it up in the, in episode three where it's like, "Ah, oh, someone gave me this hat. Like this hat knows all the stories or whatever." Um, they don't really go for. Yeah, I think that's the next episode that we get the flashback to how he got mm-hmm. that hat, and that's one of the best episodes in in this early bunch. It's very good. Um, you brought up, uh, Captain Morgan with his axe hand, um, great villain for like an early arc, uh, love it. It kind of, the show gets very weird and very quickly weird with its, uh, villains, you know, like the next major villain in the show is Buggy the Clown, uh, who can separate his body into different parts, um, and is voiced by, oh God, it's not voiced by Mark Hamill, although it's definitely like same Mark Hamill Joker energy to him, but he's voiced by someone good. I don't know why my good. brain went to John um, Wayne Gacy, I think because of the clown <laughs> Oh, oh no. Wow. <laughs> yeah uh, good, good job King. but uh <laughs> so i kind of skimped on, on looking up some of the voice actors this time which i like to do but um captain morgan was bothering me because it was like not that he sounded like anybody in particular but he sounded like i bet this motherfucker's voice somebody in like a yakuza game or something he just has that kind of voice where i could imagine him like if he's a little bit lower energy being like a don or something like that um but uh i looked it up He's voiced by uh, Bonjo Ginga, uh, who is like a uh, industry lifer uh, for for voice acting. Um, I'll kind of go from of the things I wrote down, l- l- smallest to biggest. Uh, he's the narrator in Nichi Show, uh, which yeah. is cool. Um, he is uh, the dub voice actor for Star Trek for Worf, um, which I feel <laughs> like I need to look up. I think the Japanese audio is on the next generation Blu-rays I have. I need to hear this motherfucker be Worf. That sounds so good. 
He is uh, Liquid Snake in the Japanese oh dub of Metal Gear, amongst a couple other Metal Gear characters that are probably just I, Liquid Snake, but with a different I wonder name. how they handle that, because <laughs> Liquid is British in the American or English dub. I wonder if they treat mm. that differently. Give him a Kansai dialect. Uh, and then the one to made me go like, oh my fucking god, he is motherfucking Giren Zabi in no. uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh my yes, god. He is, he is space, well Hitler had some good ideas uh, himself. Sig Zeons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is Mr. Sig Zeon. Um, oh, it's like, that's better than him being a Yakuza character, which he's not uh, in any of the Yakuza games and does, doesn't really hasn't really done any Yakuza related stuff, so I was wrong. I gotta play through those games. Uh, Fuck, I love those games. Yeah, but shout outs to to Banjo Ginga. Um, I don't think he might have passed. Um, so if he did, rest in peace. Uh, but like I said, industry life. I mean, he was fucking Gear and Zombie in 1979's Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, we've we've skipped over the most important thing, or we we briefly touched on it, but uh, fucking Zoro. Uh, name a cooler anime character that can't go super saiyan i i would concede to certain characters i was super fucked up because i think tyler you said something about him holding the the third sword between his cheeks yeah you can do that (laughs) it's like so when he put it in his mouth i was like no you have another place you can hold wrong cheeks Yeah, he is so fucking cool. I remember when I was a it's kid so being cool. like this, like, I want to be this fucking guy. Like, I know for some, I'm certain for like, you know, when you're a kid, you do like those playground fights or whatever. Like, I, I'm sure I pretended to be fucking Zoro at some point. Like, he's so. Did you stick a stick in your mouth? Absolutely. No, between my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would stick all three of his dicks in my mouth. <laughs> I, I think mean, uh, I wrote similar notes for. Uh, Zoro and for Kakashi, which is like as soon as he appeared on screen, I'm like, there he is. There's my anime sword husband, and then Kakashi showed up. I was like, there he is, my my anime ninja husband. <laughs> uh, feel like it, one of those things is like I didn't know it at the time. It was like at the time, it's like oh, I just I just love that Zoro and love that uh, that Kakashi. But now it's like oh yeah 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 yeah. It all comes uh, together. I, I love him so much. I I feel like three swords with one in the mouth shouldn't be as cool as it is but it's so fucking cool it should be goofy (laughs) but it it just he does he works it i think it's like the way he'll like the the purposefulness in which he places the sword in his mouth and kind of like the like the the attention they draw to like him biting it down on it and stuff like that makes it seem like oh this motherfucker trained a lot to be able to do this good for him yeah and it's it's and in, in in his action, it's like clear, you know, when when he holds back the group of people before Luffy kicks them away, it's like, like, oh yeah, he definitely needed like three swords to like hold all these swords back. Like it's another point of contact. It like it makes a lot of sense. It's not like done for no reason. Um, yeah. Plus, his whole outfit is wild. Like you know, Luffy's wearing like fucking jorts and a red shirt or whatever. Uh, Kobe's wearing <laughs> Jinko jeans. <laughs> jeans. Uh, Kobe's wearing, you know, generic ass clothing, and then you have Zoro who's like wearing uh, like an obi. He has like a bandana that covers his eyes half the time. Um, he He's got, he looks like he owns a ramen yeah. shop. He's got three earrings on one ear. Yeah, like man, Oof. and he doesn't have it yet, but he will very quickly get a big fucking scar across his chest. Which Jesus. So Christ, as, moment as there. does 
Luffy at some point. He gets like an X mark across his chest. Yeah. As does Leo Mon. Or he he already has that. I forget. I don't think he does. I forget where he gets that. Yeah, maybe not. Leo Mon also was a form. And Zoro only gets hotter throughout the uh, the time skips. I, I want to see the. You know, I said like Nami becomes a caricature of a person. I want to see what Zoro looks like. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. The the dudes just mostly get more like muscled and toned mm. and like built, which like good, mm. but um, but yeah, um, yeah, I I really like Zoro. Uh, you know, like when I think about early One Piece, I think about like the first like twenty odd episodes, and like within that, there's a really good backstory episode for him. And then there's I love a character that's like built up the way he is, where he's like I'm gonna be the greatest swordsman, and like in these early episodes when the bad guys are like you know relatively speaking like you know small fish, um you're like yeah this motherfucker can be the greatest swordsman there ever was and then very early on he gets like hit completely trued out like point of death like oh you are not even close and i love that of like you know like now you're like well he has to become the greatest swordsman um you know he, he's gotta crawl his way back up like i i love that kind of stuff um and like i think daniel said like the stuff between zoro and luffy is is really good um they play off each other really well i love the like okay you won me over i'm gonna join your crew uh so how many other people you got it's like just you where's your Uh, boat there it is it's a little dingy yeah (laughs) yeah it's so good (laughs) it's very like captain jack sparrow at the beginning of pirates of the caribbean where he sails in on his little dingy and it sinks it's like you know like luffy's got like big goals and ambitions and he's got like you know like the ability but like doesn't have the resources yet um I also just love how, like, and this happens with all the initial, like, characters that join his crew is, like, kind of like with Naruto, like, he just believes in himself so much, but, like, Luffy is just so sure of the fact that, like, yeah, I'm gonna be King of the Pirates one day that, like, everyone that joins the crew is like, yeah, you're right, you are gonna be King of the mm-hmm. Pirates. You don't have anything to show for it, but I, I know that's true. Yeah, um, uh, I also love that... um when they are escaping in episode one from the ship, like they, they, you know, he punches uh, Alvita like into the sunset, and the the marine ships finally show up, and they're like, ah, time to get out of here, like you know, get on the little dinghy to get away, and, and Nami's in a different one, um, and you think it's gonna like be like, oh, they're gonna like get away, or they have to like get away quickly, and then it just cuts to them be like, wow, I can't believe we got away. It's like, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't need to show that. Just be like, yeah, you know, it's not important. It's got very like. Um, and I mean cartoon and like Western cartoon sense, I guess. So it's got very cartoon timing. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'll talk more about this stuff. But then the dub commentary, um, the people that were on that were like they liked working on the show because it feels like oh we're just like working on like something that's more like Looney Tunes or you know um, uh, Tom and Jerry than like the other stuff we work on. Like it's very slapstick in a way that's like not like other shows that that they were dubbing at the time. Um, that stuff's all really is um, is it good or bad? I want everyone to answer. Good or bad that Luffy yes. announces his attacks, saying "gum gum pistol, gum gum whip" Absol- every every time he does it. Good. If it wasn't yeah, gum gum absolutely. plus whatever, I'd be less into it. But the gum gum really makes it. It's true. If you, if you just said oh, like, yeah, whip, it was just like, like yeah, like gum yeah. gum whip. That's kind of like I both it's it's I both love it and hate it. Like I hate how much I love it. <laughs> like. <laughs> so good <laughs> i think it as the show goes on he'll announce more often when it's like a new move or a more of a special move than just the the punches and rockets and well, i love that he's like, so far the only person who's done it like zoro doesn't go yeah you know i'm granted he has something in his mouth so it'd be like fruit through form but like he doesn't say like you know whatever but i i just love just luffy being like gum gum rocket like hell yeah but like yeah 
I don't know if we got a lot in these few episodes, but there is a lot uh, later of Zoro talking with a sword in his mouth. <laughs> That's all very good, and um, uh, Chris Sabat does such a good job of of pulling that off. Um, I wanted to shout out. Uh, I've talked about the music for all these shows. This one has the best. I'm sorry, this one's the best, uh, and it's done by um, uh, Kohei Tanaka, uh, who has done a lot of things. Um, I'm gonna. Google his name real quick actually uh, to see some of the other ones but the thing that um, I always think of uh, besides One Piece which I think I think of him first and foremost for is he um, has done music for Gundam he's done music for uh, G Gundam and done music for OHMS team and I think uh, not Victory Gundam I guess thought he maybe did Victory Gundam but he's also done um, I think the ones that people always talk about him for is he's done video game stuff too, and he's done the uh, Gravity Rush soundtracks, oh. which I've not played those games, but I've heard songs from them. They're very good. Um, so shout-outs to him, but uh, he does the music for One Piece for, uh, I guess, most of it. I think there are some parts where someone else comes in. Um, I guess his name is Shiro Hamaguchi, um, but he's done a lot of the One Piece music, and it's all very good. Like you said earlier, it's like very, like, sells you on, like, the adventure um and stuff like that it's also like much more orchestral than the yeah, other i will say i i do There's love the soundtrack but i i do think naruto kind of wins it out for me um just in terms like just something about it like as soon as i hear it i'm just like in that headspace like i, I click into it mm. whereas this like i'm not going to call it generic because i think that's a little too like that's like i don't mean it to be derogatory because it fits really really well but it does feel like kind of like in in a vein of like normal adventure music it's done really really well but like it, it's not like that kind of like as soon as i hear a naruto song i'm like that's a fucking naruto song yeah that's fair they, they definitely both have really yeah. good uh, yeah. scores bleach was forgettable for me but i i might just not have been paying attention but like i'm sure it's fine too yeah um and then also i think of these three shows this is the only one that has a good ending song ending mm-hmm. song this one's mm-hmm. really good um do you want to tell uh, us about the commentary track yeah i was gonna uh do that if no one else has anything else um so it is with uh let me maybe try to look up the name of the one guy um or i guess it probably doesn't matter but um it's with three people it's with uh chris sabat who is um zoro as i said and also vegeta is what he's like you know most known for uh colleen clinkenbeard who is uh luffy uh it sounds obviously sounds very different when she's just normally talking than when she's luffy which was fun and then i forget his name so sorry sorry to this guy maybe i'll I'll try to look it up when someone else is talking but um uh the um uh line director and um uh vocal director i guess uh for the one piece dub um and so uh it's basically them you know just talking over the episode they don't talk too much uh i know there's other commentary tracks on later dvds uh so maybe some of those will be more about the episodes themselves but uh this one was mostly just about talking about kind of the general process of them dubbing this show which i thought was interesting because it was originally dubbed by four kids and so four kids dubbed the first 140 episodes or thereabout for syndication and then eventually funimation got the uh, syndication rights and started dubbing the show for broadcasts starting from wherever funimation left off so for these voice actors, the first episode they actually recorded for was like episode 141 or something like that. And then for home media releases and eventually for streaming releases, um, they had to go back to redub those original episodes so that they could release the first 140 on DVD and onto their streaming website. Um, 
so it's kind of interesting that they they talk i guess the most they talk about these this first episode and these first couple episodes is that they um had to like or that they didn't have to do a lot of the normal prep work they did that's like oh we already know these characters well so we can really easily dub these these first couple episodes um for them i guess it was like a lot easier than they normally would have dubbing a first episode of a show um the uh um so i thought that was really interesting and then the um uh, other thing I thought was interesting is, uh, like I said, Colin Klinkerbird sounds a lot different, just her normal speaking voice, than when she does Luffy. Apparently, it hurts a lot to do Luffy. Um, so it's like, she really hopes it's like, oh, I hope I don't have to say, like, you know, you do, like, one-line snippets, and your director's like, okay, but can you do that again? Like, you don't want to say, like, like yeah, or I guess, like, gum-gum punch. Like, don't want to have <laughs> to say that a bunch of times in a recording session. Um, or you're gonna you know hurt your uh, your throat too much. Should dehydrate um, for a few days and, beforehand, like you, Jackman. Oh God, <laughs> don't do not get me started. <laughs> um, and then I guess the, the 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 big thing was like it was just it was really cool to hear them talk about it because they do. And from what I've seen with Chris Sabat, and also I think his name is Sean Chamel, who is um Goku in DBZ, um, seem like really genuine people. I think the thing with like we talked about Vic uh, Magnonia uh, earlier. Uh, that's all. That's a guy that like just seems skeevy. Like you know, like you see any like interview with him, it seems like like oh, that's not a nice uh, like so, or like something's going on with that guy. But both Chris Sabat and, and Sean Chamel seem like they genuinely love what they do in a way that is like nice to hear. Um, so I just had a lot of fun listening to the dub track and hearing those people like talk excitedly about the work they do in a way that you might imagine like it might just be a job for somebody, which to an extent you know, it is. I will um, say I've not seen a picture of uh, Vic Mononia, but in my brain, I think I picture Ron Jeremy. I don't know why, but like when <laughs> I hear Vic Mononia, I'm like, yeah, Ron Jeremy's saying that. It's like the the first image that comes up on Google search is not very. I I mean the guy doesn't. I don't know the guy's shit, right? But the it's not as flattering as maybe a younger picture of him would look like. But I think he looks as equally as skeevy as you Ooh, might think he he looks in this picture. Um, mm, yeah. So yeah, we don't we don't we don't love that. But um, but yeah, Chris Chris Sabat seems great, and it, it it was just like a really warm like conversation that they had. Um, and it was cool too because it's like an old commentary at this point, so it's like kind of crazy to see that like all those people are still around like Chris Sabat is still dubbing Zoro in One Piece um, granted they're way behind where the uh the Japanese dub is at but um not a whole lot to to share there um other than I thought the thing that was interesting was like oh they were dubbing like hundreds of episodes later and then had to go back and and dub earlier episodes is interesting what did everybody watch uh dubs or subs for this dub. one I watched the dub. I watched subs for everything. Dub for I did subs for everything except for One Piece. I don't know why I decided to watch dubs for this one, but I did. <laughs> the, the dub is good. Yeah, I watched subs for all these, um, mostly because most of these I've seen, well, at least these early episodes of this show, I've seen more dubbed than subbed before, so I was like, I should do something different. Um, but they're all good, so would recommend. I would <laughs> it'd take too long to get into, but various degrees of the home media releases for these um, shows are not good. Um, so maybe just pirate them, I guess, <laughs> if you want to watch. Um, all right. Anyone else got anything about One Piece? No. Perfect. Um, well, I guess we should, we, we did kind of talk generally. Um, I, I think a good launching point is the uh, question of, you know, of these three shows, did watching the first three episodes make you want to watch more for any of them? Or did watching the first three episodes go, you know what, I'm good. I don't need to see any more. 
well, at least for me, like, um, I've already basically finished the Bleach manga. It was maybe, like, 50 chapters away from finishing it, and somewhere in the fucking final Quincy War arc or something. Um, but honestly, watching those first three episodes of Naruto made me decide I am never going back to finish Naruto. <laughs> Fair. Would you... That, that... Would you read the manga, or, or neither to, to either? I... It, it's It's done. <laughs> fair yeah that's fair like i might do what i said earlier and like go to sakagaburu look at the cool animation for some of the things but like god did i hate that mm. those first few episodes but um honestly rewatching the first few episodes of one piece made me want to like actually try to read the manga for that i definitely am not gonna watch the anime that's way too long for me but i can read through the manga fairly quickly and i know like it's shonen jump manga is fairly easy to get um in a legal way if you don't want to have to fucking sort through old ass uh scanlations because i can bet those look like ass oh yeah i would definitely recommend the the shonen jump app especially because it's like really cheap for, for mm. what it is to a month and i just use it until i get caught up to most things but that's not something i'd have going yeah exactly god what shonen jump rom-coms are there even right now because that, that's that's really what i care about <laughs> I, I have no idea one piece <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's me and Zoro. Um, uh, I'm in the. I'm in the. It's manga. A, a, a uh, author MC X Zoro fanfics. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm writing my second person one piece book. <laughs> um, uh, right, uh, Dan- Danny, are you uh, interested in continuing with any of these? See, I'm I'm torn on Naruto because I have seen some of Shippuden, and I know it does get into a place that I might really like it, but I just don't know that I want to trudge through a lot of chapters. Or, or episodes to get there um so i kind of come down on a, a or and i'll say this if i had no idea what be what the rest of the series is like i would not want to watch naruto i think the first few episodes didn't really hook me in if we're going off like the three episodes to hook you kind of rule um but i do think there is stuff of quality there it's just maybe not necessarily something that i'm interested in finishing uh one piece because like it definitely fucking hooked me but yeah, like it is a billion episodes, and I might be more inclined to read it rather than watch it. Um, I do like reading manga, as we'll get into when we talk about what we have been watching. I've been reading more than I've been watching anything. Um, but Bleach, I might actually watch because it has an ending. It has like a a set end that I would know. Like, yeah, it's I I assume it's a a fair number of episodes. Um, but you know, if I just watch an episode or two of, Ble- of Bleach every so often, I think that'd be fun. I think it's a you know it wasn't pushing any like any boats out with like how fantastically innovative it was but from what y'all have said and just off the, the vibes of the first three episodes i'm kind of interested in seeing where it goes from there i think they're doing a lot of the legwork for you know they've set up a lot of stuff for going forward um that i might actually want to want to watch nice uh tyler what about you well i already kept uh watching one piece i was so into it mm-hmm. but honestly there the other go. two if i didn't know better i probably wouldn't have kept watching to be honest bleach i wasn't was super sold by those first episodes all they're kind of kind of slow i know it builds later on but i was i don't know i, I kind of found it like a little bit hollow at that point no no pun intended <laughs> uh yeah that's that's totally fair yeah i i've i've already watched the or 
you know, rewatch the first 50 or so episodes of One Piece within the last year and rewatching these first three episodes for the dozenth time was like, yeah, I need to get back on that. One Piece is, is good and I would love to be caught up. And I feel, Danielle, unlike the manga would be so much easier to caught up. And I do also kind of want to read the manga, but I just love the anime so much that I'm... And also, like, g- watching Gundam has taught me, like, you know, like, you know, it's fine to watch a long series. Just, you know, be patient with it. You know, like, uh, you'll 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 get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm really far into it now, huh? Uh, and not even really realize it. Um, I'm also okay if I don't get caught up with One Piece by the time it finishes. Like, that's fine. I could, you know, uh, be a... a octogenarian and still <laughs> trying to catch up on one piece well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned gundam um, do you think one piece would work as compilation film i mean granted it would be like no. 50 of them but like no one piece films on their own work really well because one piece is popular enough that they get a lot of you know original anime films and a lot of those are really good because it's so easy to just uh take these characters outside of the confines of the show and throw them into a plot that's going to last for you know 90 120 minutes um, and a lot of those ep- or a lot of those movies have really talented uh, people working behind them. Uh, favorite of mine, uh, Mamora Hosoda, has directed at least one One Piece film. I know he directed One Piece Gold. I think maybe he also might have directed a special or a OVA or something like that. Um, but uh, those are like some of the best uh, like anime movies spun off from like a wildly successful show like this, um, at least that I've seen. Um, but no, I don't know if the show itself would work as compilation Mm. films i did also want to watch more bleach after watching it uh mainly just because it's like i'm with tyler is like i wasn't completely like sold on these first three episodes but i know what comes after and it's like yeah i want to get to the good shit um not that these episodes were bad but they weren't as good as like one piece and then naruto i watched that first episode and was like yeah i could watch some fucking naruto and then the second episode happened and the third episode was fine and it wasn't it was like well maybe i'm good for now or maybe i read the manga because i really haven't read that much of the naruto manga it's like a blind spot for me as much as i i like that series uh, well here's here's a, a yeah. question um you know now that we've watched the first three episodes of the big three do we think that watching the first three episodes of a show is like a valid way of judging whether or not the show is worth watching or should we should it be just the first episode should it be more episodes like i don't think there's any need to have a hard and fast rule on this just keep watching what you want and a don't no reason to force yourself to watch things you don't like unless you're say making a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think danielle hit the nail on the head there like yeah. i think it, it can be good like but if you you know if you're not sold in three episodes and that's a good rule for you then sure but yeah i mean I, you don't necessarily need three episodes or you might need more yeah. whatever. especially if you are like watching like you know whatever's shows are coming out in you know the summer of whatever year or whatever like oh i only have so much time and i need to pick out a few shows to watch this season but yeah maybe just the first episode is like enough to like screen through stuff and then maybe later you find out that one was actually a perfect show ever and you can come back to it but yeah yeah i don't think this has to be a hard and fast rule i was curious because you know that was the rule that we set for ourselves and but yeah i think we can it's definitely something that you should set up with yourself (laughs) you should watch media the way you want to watch media (laughs) yeah i definitely agree i think if anything like you can probably tell within three episodes if you want to keep watching more of the show or not. But I also think you can like, you can tell within three episodes, but sometimes like in the case of Naruto, you can tell after two episodes, like, Hey, maybe this isn't for me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So yeah, I think it's kind of, and like, 
it's also like you know just because you watch three episodes doesn't mean you have to like watch the rest of it you can go yeah those three episodes were good let's keep going and maybe bleach episode 20 is just the worst shit you've ever seen and then you stop there you know you don't have to like i get into this a lot where i like force myself to finish a show because like i guess you know like sunken cost fallacy it's like well i've already watched eight out of ten episodes like might as well watch the last two but it's like if you're not having a good time like you know who cares doesn't deserve your attention I absolutely agree. Um, any other broad thoughts on these three, the big three, the way we, we talk about these anime? I feel like it gets talked about less and less uh, now, like these these three in, in conjunction. Especially Bleach, because it's like, mean, like just done for the most part. Plus, like anime and manga are much easier to find than they were 15 years ago. So yeah, it's also another big thing. There's just way more stuff out there. You don't have to like only watch what's on Toonami. Unless... Yeah, it was cool to revisit like... these three specifically because I hadn't really touched these since middle school. And when I watched, you know, when I would read and watch all of them, so it's cool to see them through, uh, I guess, more developed lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I feel like. Um, uh... Back when, you know, we were younger and watching these shows for the first time, like, shonen anime for the large part was, like, the only anime you could watch. It was, like, now, you know, pretty much all anime is very accessible. Even if you don't want to, you know, pirate your anime, if you only want to go through legal means, there's so much stuff out there for you to watch. Um, and now nowadays, I feel like the people I hear the most that are talking about anime and only, like, shonen anime are people that are, like, just getting into anime. It feels like shows like this are, like, a really good point for people to get in and then quickly realize, like, oh, there are other types of shows. Like, I can watch a rom-com or I could watch an isekai or, you know, something like ping-pong that's, like, sports and very grounded and, and uh, uh, melodrama and, and stuff like that. Um, so it def- definitely is kind of cool to go back to these shows and see how different the culture is, at least... Um, no, over here in uh, America and in like English speaking mm-hmm. fandom. Um, yeah, because I'm trying to think of other contemporary I, anime that like I remember the people who were really into anime back, you know, middle school ish were into. And the only other thing is like Death Note. Oh, no. Death Note's a big one. Uh, Full Metal <laughs> yeah. Alchemist, for sure. Which I'd honestly recommend that show a lot more as an entry level shonen because there's, it ends within <laughs> 60 episodes. Mm. It's also pretty good. Are you talking about the original or Brotherhood or both? Brotherhood. And if you want to get into anime now, if you stumbled upon this podcast and you're three hours in or whatever and being like, man, maybe you should I get into anime? <laughs> uh, pir- uh, parroting what Austin said uh, the other day on Twitter, don't fucking watch Attack on Titan. There, no, if, if you want to watch mainstream shows, you can skip that one. It's very frustrating to like talk to someone you don't think watches anime, find out they watch anime, and then be like, yeah, so I'm really into Attack on Titan. It's like, oh, I don't have anything to say to you. Then. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I'd rather you just know. not talk to you than be an ass and tell you about your favorite shows. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, <laughs> almost, it, shit. it shuts down the conversation. Yeah. I have some things to say that I'll, I'll save for off mic. But, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like, you know, there's a wide world of anime out there. And one of them is a wide world of One Piece. And you should watch One Piece. That's my recommendation. Um, yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. I was very excited to watch these shows, and aside from being a little bit of disappointed about how poorly Naruto starts out, I was I was very happy with with these. It was cool. Um, all right, I guess that's it. Uh, well, let's start with our guest, Tyler. What other anime have you been watching in the last, however, you're not on the show, so literally anything in the last six months is fine. <laughs> oh boy, uh, well, I finally got around to finishing Devilman Crybaby oh, and nice. was depressed for like a few weeks, yeah. or a couple weeks, like, this shit's heavy. 
it do mm. be like that. Really, really, really enjoyed it though. I I I was worried it was gonna get like because it got kind of edgy, violent, but it didn't feel too gratuitous. I don't know. I dug it, and I keep having Tatami Galaxy in my Blu-ray player to watch, but I haven't started it yet. Say uh, we've watched uh, Ping Pong the Animation, which was directed by the same person. Yeah, and so yeah, so Tatami Galaxy, I think, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All three of those are uh, USs. So. She's got a theme. Cool. Anything else other than more One Piece <laughs> after the the three required episode? Uh oh goodness, what's that one called with the Death Butler or whatever? I watched that. Black Butler? No, it's like a he's a bartender. Oh, uh, Death Parade. Oh, Death Parade. That's I, the I one. Yeah, that. I watched that and I really enjoyed I it. I watched that. It's good. Yeah, I heard good things on that scene. I kind of wish it was longer, Same. but it was it was nice and easy. You got got through it in one day. Easy. It peasy. feels like the kind of thing that would have a manga, but I don't think it does. Interesting. I kind of assume. I just kind of assume every time everything anime has a manga <laughs> in some form or another. <laughs> That's that sounds right. Um, but I haven't seen it, so I, w- I wouldn't know too well. Yeah. Uh, while you look that up, uh, Danielle, uh, what have you been watching? Oh boy, do I have a lot <laughs> this time. I'm ready. <gasps> Alright, so um, I've been continuing to watch Slow Start with my girlfriend. Still gay and cute. Would highly recommend it if you're looking for a uh, Yuri show, as long as you're okay with a little bit of problematic content with, you know, teacher-student stuff. But, you know, still pretty cute. Um, it's fine started if it's gay. Watching... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, started watching Bakarina or Hamefura, as it's actually called, <laughs> season two, um, with both of my girlfriends. And, um, yeah, um, getting further into the source material, it's very obvious that it's going into a het direction, which is really disappointing because one of the strengths of the first season was very much that it was a bisexual harem show, and the main character is just full of charisma just by, like, being an idiot, worrying everyone actually hates her, but everyone loves her. It's, like, even just in a lot of the way, like, the OP is framed and everything, it has the female love interests framed as, like, secondary to the male love interests, which is bad because the female love... I swear, it's not just the gay me talking, both of my girlfriends are also into dudes, and they think the girls are better. (laughs) It's almost always true. Yeah, it's the the female love interests are way better, and it's really feeling like it's going to go with the worst, most boring boy as the winner, which... Damn. Disgusting. You hate to see it. Just... You hate to see it. Um, then what else? Oh, yeah. Continuing my Ghibli movie marathon, I've watched two of them. I'll start with uh, Porco Rosso, which I don't have much to say be- of it beyond it's just like a super fun and actually really funny movie. It's it's really like, good. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Like, oh, my God, why have I not seen it before now? Yeah, people don't talk um, about that one enough. That one's really good. It's just really fucking good. It's not like life changing or anything, but I'm like, damn, if someone wanted to watch this movie, I will watch it any day of the week, almost in like a sort of like uh like peak Pixar movie. It's like, mm. I'm not going to say this is like best thing in the world, but anytime someone wants to watch it, I'll be mm. like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go make some popcorn. Um, also, you know, the fascists are villains, hey, as hey, it hey. should be. <laughs> You did it. <laughs> um, also, in chronological order, right before that is only yesterday. So this one requires a lot more explanation because I honestly hated this movie. So the movie is split into two parts. One is a scene of vignettes from the main character's childhood, which is the source material that was adapted. The second part is the main character as a 20-something-year-old woman who is just a office lady and for her vacation she goes out into the country and helps out on a family farm the problem is like the framing between these two sections is sort of awful like if you want to have a story about a city girl learning to you know enjoy a simple life fine good when you're framing it as um when you have the framings of her acting like a little bit of a you know a 
not the best behaved child and showing some of her parents be fucking awful to her, like her dad physically slapping her. Um, her dad be like one of the vignettes is she acts in a school play, does a great job, gets asked to do a part in like a local theater production. But then her dad's like, no, you can't waste your time doing acting. And it's just framed in a way where it's like, damn, that sucks. But that's just the part of growing up, which is fucking soul crushing and destroying. And God, it <laughs> fucking made me angry. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just something about that movie feels, like, deeply conservative in an absolutely disgusting way about how you're supposed to grow up and uh, be a productive member of society and everything, and I just, I fucking hate that so much. Production was wonderful, as you would expect from 90s Ghibli, but, God, I fucking hated that movie. Well, it's weird, right, because you had, uh, or not complaints, but w I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, uh, so forgive me if this is new, but we you watched Grave of the Fireflies and at some point the two of us talked about uh, how uh, Isio Takahata, the director and writer on that, had wildly different views on his own movie than most people who watched Grave of the Fireflies had about it. Uh, so it's almost kind of not surprising to me that like this is another Isio Takahata movie for this to be you know like weirdly conservative in a way from the person who misunderstands his own movie uh, in terms of <laughs> yeah, Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, for context... Uh he in Grave of the Fireflies was like, oh yeah, this is about like uh, the pitfalls of being overly prideful because, you know, the uh, the boy staying with his shitty fucking family was like, no, I don't want to live with them. But no, that's just him being too prideful. And, you know, if you're too prideful, you're going to fucking die. Yeah, which is not just like... <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, a a mis misreading? Like, it's like, like a gross misreading of your own film. Hmm. Like, Jesus. Um, yeah, that sucks. Uh, did you watch anything else? Uh, no, I was uh, reading a VN. I guess uh, I'm going to talk about Aroge on the podcast. <laughs> no one can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. Well, I guess we'll, we'll yeah, it's a... oh, You go for it. Yeah, yeah no, um, we're seeing articles on the internet about um, how a uh, localization team's uh, Kickstarter things, Kickstarter funds were held up by PayPal because, you know, it was a R18 game, which, you know, pretty fucking messed up with the whole fucking neo-Puritanism -Puritan movement that's happening recently. But, you know, it was a gay VN. So, got it. Pretty cute. Sex scenes are honestly not bad. Only thing that's a little weird is the art direction. But, you know, fun time. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention the title. It's Lewd Idol Project. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's pretty cute. It's very gay. Would recommend it if you want to read a porn game for $7. And that has a Is that the one that it. has, oh. it's like Disneyland, but for perverts? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for $7, who won it? A, that's a steal. Mm -hmm. Think of all the other things you could waste on $7 that are not that. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, Danny, what else are you watching slash, I guess, reading? Well, so before I get into that, um, something I, I was reading about Death Parade, um, it is directed and written by Zuzuru uh, Tashikawa, who directed um, some episodes of Terror and Resonance, which is an anime I really like, um, and then more interestingly, oh. Mob Psycho 100 yeah. season one and two. This dude rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I did not know that. Uh, he also directed some episodes of Bleach. Um, yeah. Like, I did not put that together in my brain at all. Um, and he did the storyboarding for one of the episodes of Kiss Ivor, which is a show that is a lot of mixed feelings for me. But, um,. So yeah, what have I been reading? Um, so I've been watching The Great Pretender, or is it, maybe it's called Great Pretender, I don't remember if the the, the is in it. Um, it's a fun show, 
it's you know it's fine um but mostly i've been reading things um i went down to a local comic shop that has manga and picked up some stuff including uh the way of the house husband um and this is something so i really want to support local businesses obviously for, for obvious reasons um but fuck me is it annoying when they have volumes one uh two five and like three they don't have volume four and i just like and i get it like obviously they're not gonna have everything in stock but it's just so frustrating when it's like oh they have the series i've been looking for but they only have parts four five and two it's like okay well you know so whatever um so i might order the the remaining ones online uh but yeah way the house husband amazing can't recommend it enough it's it's just so fun um i want i want tatsu to hold me um just started reading today actually uh komi can't communicate um which is it's it's been it's cute so far um i'm interested to see where it goes in terms of uh like if it falls into any like shitty tropes where it's like because it sets up like oh komi's so beautiful she's like boa so perfect but she can't communicate and the only person is like the main character is the one who reaches out and tries to break her out of her shell and i i just hope they don't fall into like the standard tropes of like oh you know he's the only one she can depend on and like stuff that like robs the person of their agency kind of thing I've also been reading uh, I read Downfall by Inu Asano, which is like a mostly, from what I could tell, mostly autobiographical manga, which is kind of wild because of how shitty the main character is. It's like, wow, Inu Asano has a really dim view of himself. Um, if any of these things that he did in the in the manga are true, like, man, he's a really shitty person. Um, worth a read. His, his his artwork is is unparalleled, I think. But boy, howdy, is some of the shit in there dark. Um, and then I've been reading a lot of Junji Ito stuff. I have uh, uh, Dissolving Classroom, which uh, is great. And then um, I just read Romina as well. Um, definitely recommend if you are a fan of horror. Um, you know, if you... I think people throw around Lovecraftian horror too much. Um, I think that's like kind of a meaningless label in a lot of ter- times. Um, but there is this kind of like... It's the kind of horror where they don't like explain it away Um it's very much horror for horror's sake there's no like lesson to be learned from it a lot of the time um and Junji Ito's stuff is is just second to none um it is so 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 good uh so definitely recommend all that um and then I haven't read Romina but I really want to uh because someone sold me on it by saying it is Junji Ito going full Kazuo Umez um who's another uh an older uh, horror manga writer who wrote um, not Dissolving Classroom, but Drifting Classroom, which I, I love read Drifting within Classroom. the last year and is incredible. And so, so I, good. I heard that and I was like, well, I've not read a lot of Junji Ito, but I love me some Kazuo Umez, so I will uh, check out Romina at some point. Um, I, I definitely lend it to you if, you, if you'd like. Um, it's uh, to put it into an, like an English perspective, I guess, it's, it's kind of like if and I, I hate myself for this comparison, but like if Lovecraft mixed with like Lord of the Flies almost uh that kind of yeah, horror it, societal collapse this does not like spoil that. drifting classroom but i think if you had read that the better way to describe it would be uh lord of the flies or not lord of the flies um lovecraft meets drifting classroom because uh again not spoilers for <laughs> drifting classroom but it's basically just a better version of lord of the flies yeah but yeah people should read drifting yeah. classroom it's really good that's what they it's, should be reading so in good. england classes 
yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. Um, yeah, definitely recommend. I've, I haven't read that in a while, and I'd love to reread mm. it. Um, but yeah, next time I see you, I'll I'll, I'll pass along okay. my copy of uh, Romina because it is it is very good. As is Dissolving Classroom, which is just like <laughs> a guy makes a deal with the devil where. Like, when he apologizes to people, like, he's actually apologizing to the devil, which only he can see behind them, and they're, like, the electromagnetic waves that come from his apologies going to the devil melt your brain, and it's just like, yes, Junji, yes, like, it's, it's so, it's so wild, um... Yeah, it's it, and there's no like greater meaning to it all. It's just like, man, I'm just gonna be horrifying for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I also second uh, reading or watching Death Parade, uh, especially now that I remember that it's. Uh, oh, so now that I remember that it's or by the same guy who did like Mob Psycho 100. But uh, I started reading Mob Psycho 100, and I gotta say, I don't love the art style in it. I, I it's it's kind of rudimentary in a way that's kind of off-putting to me personally. Um, which is kind of odd given the fact that I fucking love Mob Psycho 100. Um, but it's like, man, the animating artists did a lot of work mm-hmm. cleaning up everything. Yeah. I like that kind of rudimentary art style, but I can understand why that's off-putting. That's kind of one style people know. One Punch Man from the manga version of it that's got a different artist on it, but one's original like webcomic is also very crude and, and rudimentary for that. Um, yeah, it works sometimes, and then sometimes my yeah. kiss looks really <laughs> bad. <laughs> um I have uh, watched the rest of the uh, summer 2021 season premieres that I was meaning to watch. Um, I watched, uh, God, what's the, well, while I look up the English title for this one show, I watched the first episode of Love Live Superstar. It's yet another Love Live series, you know, high school teen idols. Um, It's really good. Those shows always have really good production on them and the themes that they always work with on the shows and the character stuff that they do always really gets me i end up crying every single season of love live so uh it's another good one the first episode was really good uh i haven't gotten to watch anime in the last few days i've been out of town so i think i've missed a few episodes of that by now but i'll get get caught up soon um is love live like k on or similar different? but different that, that doesn't okay. help at all i'm sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but at these days i'll watch more than just the first season of uh love live if anything oh, just to understand half the things on dynasty scans because <laughs> i only know the original nine girls they're both like musicians or idols K- or something, Kaon right? is a about a club of um like a high school band like a music club and then uh love live is full-on like what if idol groups could be high schoolers you know kind of okay, um, okay. but it's really good i mean if uh, uh, yeah I, I i might pick love live at some point for the show it's really good um and they're all lesbian and they're all well like i said earlier in the show <laughs> men just don't exist in that show so of course they're all lesbians um i watched uh the first episode of um show that i will say the japanese title and the english title because i don't know how much i love the, the title I, that's fine the english title is uh, the aquatope on white sand or, or shiroi suna no aquatope um it's about like um uh, girl quits her idol agency in Tokyo uh, and, you know, is going to, like, go back to school in her hometown, move back in with her parents, but is clearly, like, kind of at a point in her life where she is lost, doesn't know what she wants to do, uh, you know, not full-on depressed, at least in the way she's depicted in the first episode, but, you know, kind of just, like, stuck um, and just on a whim instead of flying back to her hometown to her parents, she flies to, um, oh, God, um uh yokohama um to like a small town there and like the first episode kind of ends with her visiting this aquarium where our other main character is kind of like tending for in in place of her parents and her grandparents and so it's like you know 
ex-idol girl meets girl who's trying to save her family's aquarium from going under and i assume it's not going to be as gay as i would like it but those undertones are definitely there um and it was good it's a it's a pa work show so the production is really good but like a lot of pa work shows i'm worried that the story is going to be dog shit um it's an original as well so, so that's why i'm you know thinking in lines of other pa works originals um, but I like it. I really like aquariums and sea creatures. I talked about that with One Piece, so I'm going to give it a few more episodes. It was a solid first. Um, and I watched one other new show, which this uh, before the season even started, I was like, this is going to be my favorite show, and it's going to be the best anime of the season. It's called Sunny Boy. Um, it is, I forget the director's name, but the director and a lot of the staff working on it are people that are um, people who work a lot with Masaki Yusa or Yuasa. Um, so it's not a uh, um, you know a uh, uh, USS show, but it is made by a lot of people that have worked with him, and it shows. Um, the production is really good, but also the premise is kind of incredible. It's like it, it it's honestly got at least the first episode feels a lot like Drifting Classroom, um, but it's kind of like an isekai with none of the tropes associated with an isekai. So I'd kind of be hesitant to call it that, but it is like a, you know, what if you got transported into another world, but instead of it being a fantasy world or any other isekai where the rules are very clearly defined, like more like Drifting Classroom where it's like, what the hell is going on? What happened to our school? Why are we all here? And also it's, you know, it's like centered around a group of uh, kids whose school and it gets taken out of uh you know their reality and um some of the students develop superpowers and some of them don't and it seems like some of them are maybe pretending they didn't get superpowers but did um and it had you know kind of like lord of the flies has that like you know like what happens when you know society gets pulled away and and kids are left to themselves but again a lot more smart than i think lord of the flies actually is so again another drifting classroom comparison but it's really fucking good production is really good the writing is super sharp um i've only watched the first episode so far but i was exactly as enamored with it as i as i thought i would um and then of course i've watched more turn a gundam um i cannot believe that that show gets better <laughs> as it goes along <laughs> i was so high on that show from like episode one episode two but it it's such a rewarding show to have watched after watching the 20 years of Gundam that came before it. I didn't feel that way when I started out, and I don't think you necessarily have to watch any other Gundam shows, save from the original, before you watch it. But having watched every other Gundam show that came before this one, it feels like a like kind of like a victory lap of sorts for Tamino. Um, but it's it's really good. I won't say any more without spoiling it. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm not quite halfway through with that show. I'm kind of taking my time because I'm liking it. Um, Gundam shows that I don't like, I tend to like rush through. But this one, I'm I'm kind of savoring in, in a good way. Um, but yeah, I think that was about it for anime. Um, okay. Well, anybody else got anything else they want to shout out? I feel like that was a long anime segment, but we did have uh, four people. Want want to shout out? Uh... So I already mentioned the A Lab series. I've, I've been so at work. I am not allowed to like have uh, like my phone for like YouTube or whatever. So I've been listening to stuff just on Spotify, and um, you know I don't want to listen to the same albums over and over again. And I and I don't always want feel like I want to find new albums. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately because I used to not really listen to podcasts all that much. Just I don't know why. Like I'm fucking on a podcast, but I never really listen to them. Uh, I'm sure someone's going to be like, well, that comes across in your editing or something. But um, <laughs> but uh, I really got into the A-Lab series, which talks a lot about how our legal system is, is incredibly fucked. And also the 5-4 podcast, like, which is like a 5-4. Oh, yeah. Five to four I will also recommend the 5-4. 
Yeah, it's they're both kind of in a similar vein. Five four specifically looks at Supreme Court decisions that are extremely fucked, uh, whereas A Lab is kind of more generally the uh, the legal system as a whole. Like they did an episode on how in calculating damages, um, you are entirely allowed to use facial racial data. Like you you normally cannot do that explicitly in law. Like you know it's normally forbidden to say like because. This person is this skin color. We're going to adjust the result a certain way. But in d- calculating damages, you can absolutely do that. And they, they do it all the time. Uh, and it's fucking wild. Um, and so they have a really good episode on that. And, and I recommend I recommend that whole uh, series. They, they have a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Um, so yeah, podcasts. Good to listen to. Um, Tyler, do you have anything you want to shout out? Oh, good question. Oh, no. Do I have anything to shout out? You don't have to. I mean, I, I've been listening to a lot of that Shrieking Shack podcast still. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm dreading it slash really excited for the point, because I'm behind, obviously, I'm going through it. They're in Azkaban right now, so they haven't gotten in real world time to when JK really, really went off the deep end. So I'm excited slash yeah. nervous to see what happens with that. So I don't, I love this podcast, but I don't think I've mentioned it on the show. So Shrieking Shack is a podcast where uh, ZC and Liz... Uh, um, reread they're two lapsed harry potter fans is how they self-describe themselves uh they reread are rereading the harry potter books uh they they finished doing that i've been meaning to listen to this podcast for years so i'm getting caught up um and uh yeah it's wild that they start it before jk rowling really goes off the deep end but both of them are like you know uh you know queer and in enough circles to know like yeah jk rowling just sucks before she publicly imploded but it is wild to listen through those episodes and get to the part where she just like the mask comes off so not fun to relive those times but very interesting to like hear them work through it kind of knowing it's it's around the corner cool yeah i recommend that podcast too uh danielle what else you want to shout out i think i covered everything in my uh, cool very long what else am i watching um oh god I hope I didn't shout it out last time, but I'm going to shout out uh, uh, Michael Mann, uh, <laughs> the film director. I rewatched uh, Manhunter and watched uh, Thief for the first time recently. Uh, two great fucking movies. Um, now I re- want to rewatch all of uh, Michael Mann's other uh, great movies, especially Heat, uh, which I haven't seen in fucking forever. Um, that's about it. I Like I said, I've been out of town. I haven't consumed any media, as they say, in uh, a couple days so i'm kind of like forgetting like what did i do before <laughs> did i even watch anything oh i also want to shout out long day's journey into night oh. i watched it like twice in like one day after another the first time i watched it normally the second day uh inspired by something tyler said where tyler's like i watched it on the brink of exhaustion um i was like what if i just take like sleeping medicine halfway through and just watch the last half of the movie fucking zoinked out um it is a a beautiful beautiful movie everyone should watch it uh you know get the criterion channel do a trial if you need to yeah just watch i watched it after danny recommended it and i was like whoa it's the closest i've seen to like a movie depicting what dreaming feels like yeah well if you have a 3d tv yeah definitely watch i was gonna say for someone that um uh i'm the one that recommended it to danny and then i guess danny recommended it to tyler that's one of sometimes you recommend something and you're like please 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 watch this that's a movie i like bring up and recommend and i'm like no one's actually gonna watch this like i don't know how to sell this movie on people it just seems like the kind of thing that like people are gonna watch and think like wow you're fucking pretentious why would you recommend that to me but i'm very glad that both of y'all y'all liked it that's what you know it sold me on it uh Uh, when the title card comes up yes (laughs) yeah that yeah away uh (laughs) um, spoil here 
well, I just checked, and um, other than another spam email about um, Sanjay from India from website development company, um, we don't have any emails with questions. Did we get anything on Twitter, Daniel? Nope. Lame. Uh, well, Tyler, you're our guest and also listener. Do you have any questions? Man, I don't have. You don't have a spot to, like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't I have don't. To. We can always. Okay. I always try to think of questions well, for y'all, and then I can't. Despite the fact my job is to ask questions, I never, I never can do it. <laughs> that is fair. We don't. Granted, we don't have a, a you know a ton of listeners, but even like podcasts that I know have more listeners, I'm like, I should write in a question. And I was like, this is hard. What are good questions? They're gonna be. They're gonna say smarter things that I could ask questions for. Right. Exactly. That's my. That's my. Uh. My issue too. That's fair. Well, if you do have questions, you can send them to underthekotatsu.anime at gmail.com or uh, DM us at Twitter or on Twitter at underthekotatsu. Um, well, you know what? Where can well, people? You know oh, what? One question okay. people should be asking: What anime are we watching next? <gasps> Thank you for reminding me, Danny. <laughs> what anime are we watching? So, next? Um, I did a lot of hemming and hawing about this, and Austin, I had mentioned this to you, um, but. Uh, so to kind of give the credentials of who's involved with this before I say what it is, uh, it's directed and written by a guy who did Ghost in the Shell, uh, among many other things. Yes. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, standalone complex, uh, among many other things. The character designer, or uh, the character design is uh, Chika uh, Umino, who did Honey and Clover, yes. along with uh, March Comes In with a Lion. Squatch comes in like a lion, excuse me. Um, and so the show is called Eden of the East. Um, yes. So it is 11 episodes and two movies. However, there's also a compilation film. So either we can do six episodes, five episodes, two, one movie, one movie, so four episodes total. Or we could, if we wanted to, just do three episodes each of the movies because the first one is a compilation but i do think there's something to be gained in like watching all 11 episodes yeah we should watch the the show i'm also looking at the wikipedia page i've not seen the show but i'm very excited based off of all the people involved and i'm looking at the uh wikipedia page uh also has music from uh kenji fucking Kawai, who did the uh ghost of the shell movie soundtrack <laughs> who i uh, raved about uh last episode so f- fuck yes, yes. <laughs> i've somehow not seen this and so many people that are cool are involved yeah Awesome. I, I had gone between this and Terror and Resonance, and I even thought about saying the Ava Rebuild trilogy, um, which would have put us a few month or a few weeks out from when 3.0 plus 1.0 comes out. Um, but like we would still like be in the ballpark to be able to like kind of watch all the movies and then like digest them and then talk about them. But I've seen the rebuilds kind of recently. I've not seen this one in, in a long ass time, and I would love to to watch it again. Mm. Yeah, we'll definitely get around to the rebuilds eventually. Awesome. Well, you can look forward to that next time. So uh, next time we'll watch episodes one through five, episodes six through 11 after that, and then one movie and then one movie after that. Um, So next time is one through five if you want to watch along. Um, Awesome. Well, uh, I've been your host, Austin. You can find me on Twitter at uh, chai underscore squared. Tyler, our esteemed guest, where can people find you on the internet if you care to share? Uh, Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, rarheadrexd, which R-A-W-R. I forgot how to spell my own name. Head wreck. Whatever. It's a Twitter. And then Twino Crisis uh, on Twitch, which is probably where you should probably look up. I'm a little bit more regular there than Twitter these days. That's T-Y-N-O Crisis? Yes, correct. Nice. Uh, Danny, where can people find you on the internet? typically find me uh, at Cover Me and Sauce on Twitter. And Danielle, where can people find you on the internet? At Les Bunny with one N on Twitter. 
Nice. All right. Uh, well, that has been it for us. Uh, Danielle, why don't you take us out of here? All right. B-crimes, do gay, and for the love of God, stop having characters act like perverts in shonen manga. Please. Okay, okay.